<laughs> you're like you're, you're like Britta unfiltered. Ow. <laughs> also, that's <laughs> that's like an oxymoron. That's because yeah. Britta's are filtered. Yeah, <laughs> that was the point. Ah. Uh. So anyway, welcome to this issue of Mex Men. Yeah. I'm Tony. I'm Justin. I'm Devin. Uh, and today, uh, it's kind of a weird episode today. We're filming it after, or we're recording it after a bunch of other episodes we previously did. Uh, but it's going to play before them because uh, the Dark Phoenix movie. And so we're going to be going over the Dark Phoenix saga, talking about the movie. And finally, what we think uh, the MCU should do with the X-Men. Or at least how we would want to see an X-Men franchise go. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? None of that information was necessary because it could have looked like we were professionals that just slid this shit out. Yeah, slid that like, shit out. And then I'm slid pretty... out the other <laughs> Gaped <laughs> it. No, we weren't going to pull it off. <laughs> okay. Although, you, uh, you do um, have your sniffles back. Yes, I do. Which is like perfect timing because after editing the first few episodes... You were apparently sick all the fucking time. Yeah. So now there's going to be some continuity for when yeah. those get released. Yeah, that's <laughs> not good. <laughs> oh, this is the worst. But see, we'll have we'll have something Fox never had. In that, that it would be like the continuity. It would, it would fit. Yeah, it took a second. I didn't get it. You had to <laughs> thank you for spelling it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they had they literally had one whole movie about fixing their continuity. Mm. And then, like, did whatever they could to fuck it up after that. I feel like that was, they didn't fuck it up, because... Oh, God. Well, they, they fixed it, so they could fuck it up. And it's <laughs> so not, they fucked it up. No, but it wasn't a fuck-up, because when they did that, they changed everything so that they were able to do whatever the hell they wanted, basically. But then they it was just, like a free pass. Yeah, but they, they just fucked it up. They fucked up their free pass. Because they... They like they did a good reset. Everybody was happy with it, and then they're like, "All right, let's just fuck it up again." Yeah, they split the timeline. X Men Apocalypse came out, and that was the the issue. It's a good movie, man. It's not a good movie. Fuck that movie. His visor turns on. Your vi- you can't turn. I bitched at I bitched about this to Devin for like twenty minutes the other day. Yeah. His his visor lit up at the end of the uh, of apocalypse which if your visor was lighting up that impl- uh, implies that's being turned on but if the visor's off he's shooting beams uncontrollably out of his face it's the exact opposite that happens if he turns the visor on i don't know why the glow would happen i don't can you, you tell me why the are glow you a visor mechanic over here yes you sound like a visor expert do you know that's the only physical way that they could work the only time they show them in the comics like glow is when he's mad not when he's, like, turning them on. Maybe he was very mad in that scene. He wasn't mad. He just turned around. Do you know? Yes. Are you a Cyclops mechanic? Yes, I definitely am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get to the movie stuff in a minute. Uh, Dark Phoenix Saga as a book, though. Yeah, the book. I think it's awesome. Yeah. It wasn't wow. as good the second time around, to be honest. And, you know, I think it's because right, you have to deal with comics at that time being really wordy. Yeah. And very yeah. repetitive. But yeah. if you're take like so you do have to take into account the time it was released, uh, the culture around that time, uh Stan Lee's uh motto that every comic is someone's first comic, so literally 
they're That's restating what... everything as yeah. they're pushing the story forward. Even if it just happened like that issue, they're over explaining everything. Like in the thought bubbles, like in their own head, they were just like uh, monologuing so much of like this is who I am and this is what I do and this is the current situation and yeah, but this I is mean... exactly how I feel. Yes, but how else would you know how that person feels? Yeah, I do like thought Subtext. bubbles because they don't happen anymore, or like not to that extent. They explain who the character is as a person, what they're actually thinking. Yeah, yeah. They, they were they were creating the medium, so they're better now because we've had time for people like writers to perfect that. By the way, I then just, I was... just got to point out that your hair is coming out of your hat like you're Eddie from Ed, Ed and Eddie. Okay. <laughs> Which I normally wouldn't care, but that would be one of the things that you would like bring up for three years if, that, <laughs> if it happened to me. So you have three years to look forward to. You <laughs> <laughs> you'd like to remember that time when your hair was going out of your Like, yeah, I get it. Or you could have just had the BK kid and we could have moved on. No, you don't have a visor. <laughs> I could if I wanted to. But you don't. I do want to, though. <laughs> then you can't! <laughs> You you can't no no, no let's move on <laughs> um, because I don't have enough time to unpackage all of that. Um, you had another pair of headphones this entire goddamn time. <laughs> They're Bluetooth, so they won't connect to that switch. Probably to your computer though. Uh, yeah, they would connect to your computer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, comic was good. <laughs> Devin. <laughs> that was like my review. Okay, so what happens in the Dark Phoenix Saga? It can be split up into two major, well, three. Three major uh, points. Two that involve the Hellfire Club and one that involves the Shi'ar. Yeah. So uh, you have, uh, apparently, through all this time, after Jean Grey comes back to life, because everyone thinks she dies, uh, after she saves the universe as the Phoenix, so... The Phoenix gets established as this super beneficial, which keeps getting brought up. Oh, by man, how many fucking times Leander. did you say that? Where she yeah. says no longer, she's no longer beneficial. <laughs> Was it beneficent, but, right? No, beneficiary. <laughs> no, yeah. I think it was beneficent. No, I think she was. All, I think it's just she was using a bunch of different words all around the same root word. Yeah, yeah, because I was thinking at first like benevolent. But they never say benevolent in times where it would have made sense. But they do say beneficent. I don't know. Either way. Uh, so she's considered this really good <laughs> entity only uh, until she starts getting slowly unraveled by uh, the... What's his name? Mastermind. Mastermind, yeah. Jason Wingard. Yeah. yeah. Where she starts thinking that her mind's being transported back to the past or some shit like that. Yeah, eighteen hundred or seventeen hundreds because it's eighteenth century. So yeah, yeah, it's weird that we think of time that way. Pieces masseuse. Keep going. Why do you go all the way? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let, me, let me halt this podcast to show you beast masseuse. <laughs> Green haired Doctor yeah. Seuss lady. You were here for that, but he was going off on her <laughs> like before we started the podcast. But go on. Yeah, okay. Uh, oh, shit. I, I'm totally, okay. It's not that hard. Just keep talking. Um, so, Xavier shows up out of nowhere after the X-Men are coming back. And they're like, oh, 
shit, Xavier, you're here. And he's like, yep, and I'm running things now. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? We're, but we were doing a pretty good job. But he's like, not good enough. Better than they were with him. <laughs> yeah, he's a douche. And then he's like, I found yeah. uh, two new mutants, and we're going to split up, and we're going to go look for them. And uh, Real quick, this all takes place after um, the Proteus saga. Um, so they, they lost, um, Banshee, not lost him, but he retired from injuries and fucked up his yeah, throat. Yeah. Yeah. It starts off with them leaving Mir Island actually. Yeah. So they're just saying And Havoc goodbye. is, uh, Havoc is like retired ish too. Yeah. With Lorna, right? They're living a life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which is then weird cause isn't she then possessed or am I thinking of a different time? No, I just read something else. Recently, where she gets possessed and is part of the Marauders for a minute. Uh, I, I read them both. I know. I think I know what you're talking about. Close, yeah. Um, anyway, they they get back from Muir Island. That's when they see Xavier. Xavier's all like, what up? You guys suck. <laughs> I just picture him rolling up in his wheelchair. What up? <laughs> He's got a fucking crooked hat. Yeah. And a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Pretty like, much. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, he's running through, like, Danger Room courses with the new X-Men. He gave him a fucking demerit. I love that. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, he gives Wolverine demerits. <laughs> like, he gives a fuck. Yeah. And Cyclops is like, I don't think he gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's just the problem with this team I assembled for you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's your problem with your leadership. Yeah. yeah he, he's like, I prefer the team I got killed before, before this. <laughs> Not to mention the team that then disbanded before then. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Oh, son of a bitch. Right. It's it's all, always when we're recording. Yeah. Oh, fuck. We're on the same fucking schedule. Yep. It's just positive. <laughs> and we're back from the vacuum break. <laughs> we took a break to vacuum. It's commercial break. <laughs> No, we just have we have terrible noise cancellation in our office. So. Yep. As you were saying, I was saying stuff, wasn't I? Yeah. Holy shit! Uh, uh, Dark Phoenix Saga, <laughs> first part. Xavier being a dick. Oh, the two. Okay, so Xavier uh, finds two mutants, yep. one in Chicago, one in New York, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna split up, and we're gonna, some of you are gonna go to New York." Some of you are coming with me. Well, uh, the new ones. It's like, I got to get to know you guys better. So we're going to go to uh, Chicago and Nightcrawler. You just go with Gene and Scott to New York. And then they get there uh, right after Emma gets there and speaks to the parents about enrolling. Of Kitty. Yeah. Of Kitty. Yes, that's important. <laughs> I was, was going to get Whose there. parents? I was, was going to get there. Just start speaking. I was going to say enrolling Kitty Pride, so it would have been obvious whose parents, but yeah, I said that backwards. Uh, so, right away, her parents are like, okay, she's interesting, but uh, Kitty's like, ah, I'm creeped out because this chick is creepy. She's very stern face for some reason, Emma Frost had. Yeah. Um, and Xavier and them get there, and Xavier's like, hey, why don't you just go and get a, a malt 
with with the gang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they go do that. Down by the soda fountain. <laughs> and then they're attacked by uh, armored clad racists who like are specifically designed to beat each one of them individually. And the X Men are all like, hey, let's like switch it up and beat up the people meant to beat up us. But in reverse- Are you on a fucking brain scrambler right now? What is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> fucking talk, man. <laughs> I'm trying to remember all the Oh events. my god. <laughs> yeah, they swapped opponents. Yeah. Swapped opponents. What the fuck was that? <laughs> They all get captured except for uh, Kitty Pride, and but she follows, and uh, Storm gives her a number to call, and that ends up being for the phone that Jean and Scott have in their Rolls Royce. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a Rolls Royce. Nightcrawler finds when he <laughs> from the Munich circus. Yeah, they ca- they were captured by Emma. She mind blasted all of them basically. Yeah. Um. Then Gene and Scott are at some, like, CD like, apartment building or something that's having, like, a weird disco rave, and Dazzler shows up, and they're like, oh, that's the mutant, uh, let's talk to her, except Jason Weingard's all like... That's not what happens at all. Yeah. They're like, look around the whole thing, and they're like, where the fuck is she? Yeah, but then she shows up, and they're like, yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's the one. <laughs> it's very important, though, that they couldn't fucking find her for the longest time. It was like like ten pages of them, like, where the fuck is she? Yeah, I see, I talked it up to ten pages that could have been saved, because <laughs> then they find her. You, you're saying that this arc didn't need to be nine issues long in 183 pages? In 17,000 words? Probably not. How dare you? Didn't, like, uh, Weingart kisses Jean... Yep. And Scott's like, oh, shit. Was gonna get but there. I'm not going to fucking talk about that because I'm focused on Dazzler. He's like, I'll talk about it after the show. Well, yeah. he was kind of like, just like, fuck this bitch, but at least we found Dazzler. He was like, I don't even want to talk to you. I'm busy. Yeah. And uh, a book after that, she was all pissy because, like, he was friends with Colleen Wing. Yeah. That, that was a thing. Gene was pissed? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she brought it up. She's well, like, when were you going to tell me about Colleen? Well, because like, they had a friend. thing. They had a. They were more than friends. Yeah. Well, he says friend. Special she's, friends. Yeah, but she's always going to be interested in Danny Rand, the immortal Iron Fist, defender, <laughs> sworn enemy of the hand. I mean, Jean was dead, so. Jean's always dead. <laughs> she really is. It's almost to the point where Scott's kind of a necrophiliac. Yeah. <laughs> like he's he's cl- as close as you can get without actually being one. Uh, I don't know. She's reanimated. If <laughs> if like if she had died and he was like, "Gee, no," and then like took her somewhere. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what he would be. I said as close as you can get without being one. I don't know. He's a couple steps down. If you're dating like a vampire. You're a little closer. You know, I disagree because he gets over her pretty quick. Uh, whenever, like, uh, whenever she does die, he's like, "No, Gene. Oh, who's that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. 
He did it with Colleen, and he does it with Emma, and he does back, it with he's Madeline. Like, he forgets who he's with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because Maybe this, it's all Gene. Because actually, it's the opposite of what you said. There's nothing more unattractive to Cyclops than a dead chick. <laughs> <laughs> But maybe maybe it's all Jean. Maybe she's like mind controlling him to love her. So when as soon as she's dead, it like breaks that spell. But then as soon as she's alive again, she's like, Oh, I gotta make that telepathic rapport. So <laughs> she literally blended their minds together. So. Yeah. Which man, that's fucked up. He was all for it. Yeah. Yeah, but he was under duress and <laughs> like she was touching the head of his penis. <laughs> he would have said yes to anything at that time. I kind of miss what happened. <laughs> like, hey, let's have this. She's like, like you don't have to, standing. and he's like, sure. He's scared of shit. Yeah. Just probably telling him psychically it makes sex better. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine what I could do if I was in your head. And you're like, yeah, that sounds sweet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, Banshee just coming out and asking Moira, because we're on that topic. He's like, want to go fool around then? He's like, no, I'm busy, motherfucker. He's like, okay, you want a blanket then? <laughs> like, it, it was like, want to run? Want to fuck? Uh, want tea? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she said the body's willing, but the... Or the, the spirit's wi- willing, but the body's broken. Yeah. He's like, that's not getting me off. I'm out of here. <laughs> Can't fuck a spirit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm tired of you doing this. How do you think I damaged my vocal cords before? <laughs> anyway, those same uh, uh, robot people attack Scott and them, and they Doesn't go well for him. Huh? Doesn't go well for the robot people. No, it doesn't. Mainly because Dazzler's all like. Dazzlefly. Yeah. She just dazzled everybody. They yeah. had to keep saying that. They're dazzled. They're dazzled. Yeah, it, well, every time I see Dazzler, like, on panel, I feel like Kanye's playing. And I know that's definitely not what's playing. But, <laughs> like, because I know it's it's got to be disco. But I, in my heart, it's Kanye. It's flashing lights. <laughs> flashing yeah. lights? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> and all of the lights. <laughs> Which I didn't even think of at the time. Oh, missed moment in the movie, then. Yeah, she's just doing a cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would watch that. But that's my headcanon for it, at least. Yeah. Uh, fuck, what happens then? Like, the, uh... <laughs> you read the book, right? I did read the book, but I read the book early in the week. Uh, Doesn't Beast get notified at this point? Yeah, that's right. Uh, because they're all like, the X-Men are up to no good. They started making trouble with <laughs> <in> my neighborhood. <laughs> Pretty much. And all I did was get into one little fight. <laughs> but Beast got scared. <laughs> yeah, we're not going any further. No, no, no. But he, and then he just like he did, yeah. canceled the alert to the yeah. Avengers. He erased it. Did they show Jarvis being like, like, well, why would Beast do this? And then it never matters again. Yeah. <laughs> maybe in Avengers it matters. If we're actually reading the title. Maybe. Where they're he, like, how dare you? He gets demerits. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Namor was just fucking up Wakanda or something at the time. They were like, man, that would have been nice to have a, a blue furry guy who would have told us about that. Meanwhile, we just had a butler. Yeah. Javis. Had a guy. <laughs> but uh, he was cleaning. He was busy. Yeah. Probably vacuuming up Beast's hair. Yeah. Probably. So. A lot more maintenance after Beast moved in. <laughs> 
clogging drains and shit. He's like, Hawkeye has allergies. <laughs> they have to. And obese is hyper, hypoallergenic. Uh, what? Are you still having trouble? The book's in front of you if you need to. <laughs> I probably do. This printer's got a mind of its own. <laughs> we have, like, the loudest cars in the world driving by today. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, because I was trying to remember. So they they beat the guys, and then they're like, hey, Dazzle, you want to join the group? And she's like, nope, later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're like, oh, all right, I guess you just like, got to. I'm clearly a musician. I'm not a fighter. Which, that's what I didn't like about Astonishing X-Men when Dazzle was all, like, really wanting to be on the X-Men. It just didn't make sense for a character. Tony man, Dazzler, Vampire Hunter. That's a book we need. Yeah, it would make a lot of sense. Yeah, it'd be dope. It's dope in Deadpool. Uh, in, anyway, so it shoots back to Chicago and Chicago. Kitty Pryde's running and Nightcrawler shows up and he's like, yo, we're here to help. And she's like, oh, demon guy. And like <laughs> dips away from him. He's like, but, no, I'm the amazing <laughs> Nightcrawler. The acrobat in the Munich sack. <laughs> and... Uh, Phoenix kind of just murders some people who are chasing uh, Kitty Pryde. She just, like, crumples their car. Oh, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure after that, um, Puppets, uh, like, <laughs> Weekends of Bernie's a dead body. Yeah, yes. that was kind of fucked up. <laughs> that was fucked up. Scott's all like, I told you to stop the car, not pulverize it with the <laughs> shit. And she was just like, ah, fuck them. She rebuilds that car, too. That was kind of dope, though. Yeah. Uh, and so that's how they sneak back in to, I guess, that, like, Hellfire Club branch or whatever that Emma Frost is in. And they're all like, hey, we caught these guys. And why were you Italian? <laughs> <laughs> well, because they caught any of these guys. <laughs> well, no, because isn't a name like Salvador? Because, <laughs> like, over the radio, like, uh, they call it up to Emma Frost and Emma Frost is like, Salvador's team wasn't equipped to defeat them. <laughs> Bring like, them in, but cautiously. That's a realistic. And then Scott's like, oh, the jig is up. <laughs> I'm just going to blast the shit out of this room now. They are took my spaghetti. And then they take them by storm. And ah, then... I get it. <laughs> yeah, because they let... Yeah, <laughs> they let out storm. Yeah. Uh, well, after Gene... Gene calms down Kitty Pride in the first place. Because she's all, like, kind of a racist. Yeah. In a way, like, because she's a mutant, and he's a mutant, and she's all like, ah, oh, freak! She doesn't know they're the X-Men at that point. Gene tells her, and they're like, oh, you're he the X-Men. He says he's the X-Men. He grabs her, and he says, like, hey, who's the X-Men? I'm the guy on the phone. Yeah, he, oh, she didn't hear that shit. <laughs> no. Because when Gene said it, she was like, oh, the X-Men. <laughs> yeah, because also Gene looks like a I, woman. Yeah. I, well, I read it as... Because he told her that and then was like, hide. And then she hid and then Gene found her. Well, no, because he was also confused. Yeah, I know and, at like, first she was like, ran ah, away ah. from him. No, yeah, she was scared of him. Yeah. Run, little girl. <laughs> She's super religious, too, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Demon man. Yeah, but you can't throw the racist thing on her because he is a demon that envelops in smoke. <laughs> has a spike tail, uh, sharp teeth. She yeah. should be afraid of him. Literally smells like brimstone when he... Yeah. And sulfur. Because yeah. he teleports through a hell dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. 
He should be scared of him. He's Catholic, too. <laughs> no, no, she's not Catholic. She's Jewish. Yeah, yeah. but also... Do, do Jewish people believe in demons? Yeah. I thought they were more like... Don't we all? Right? No, probably because they don't believe in hell, right? Yeah. That's not what this podcast is yeah. about. <laughs> we're not going to get into all Let's that. Let's get into something we don't know. Start talking about this. What do Jewish people believe in? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember, man. Oh, okay, so Phoenix and Emma Frost fight, and Phoenix basically pulverizes her. Does she, though? Well, yeah, because she gets away, but she thinks that like Emma Frost killed herself. She got hit with that cybolt. Yeah. Which I guess shows like Emma Frost could always like at least stand against the Phoenix. I mean, I think she put up a good fight. She was yeah. obviously getting whooped, but yeah, I think she she was getting her ass beat the entire time, and used a move of desperation uh, to bring the building down. She wasn't close at all at any point. No, no, I didn't say she no. Was close. She, she saved. She was able to save herself. I thought she was able yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm but saying she, hold her own to a degree to like. No, survive. she brought a building down on herself, but she survived. Yeah, by bringing a building down on herself. Yes. Did she, though? <laughs> and she's alive. Jean. That was a desperation move. I don't think she meant to bring the building down. She hit Jean with a cybolt. Yeah. And Jean <laughs> just must have brought the building down because she got hit. Yeah. You can't give her a lot of credit for that. when. You can give her a lot of credit when it's the fucking Phoenix. If she fighting. staggered the Phoenix or hurt it in any way, yeah. that's you give her lots of credit. I don't think she really did, though. I mean, it brought the building down. Yes. Yeah, if and she, she, Phoenix was thought she was dead, and she's not dead. Agree to disagree. <laughs> I think she was just a scared girl through a fucking cyborg <laughs> and brought a building down on herself. She didn't Stupid. throw the cyborg at the building. Yeah, she didn't. And she I know actually, she didn't throw it at the building. It was actually and, very calculated because she knew she had to... Sounds like she needs geometry powers. <laughs> she knew that she had to muster all her strength into one attack to get away from the phoenix. It's literally what her internal monologue is. Yeah, that's desperation. And then it, but she succeeds. On accident. <laughs> well, no, it, it was, was it was her yes, plan. Because she, she almost killed herself. She, she was about to die anyway, so. Yeah. You exactly, know. she was about to die anyway. Well, yeah. Just saying, she, she, she got her ass whooped. There's no, there's no pride in what happened to her. I mean, she's... Well, there was a kitty pride. <laughs> she's fighting the phoenix, <laughs> was so... I mean, I guess Xavier did too, which was some trash, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Always got to show up at the end of the day, like he put in any work. <laughs> no, wait, doesn't he like literally leave and then comes back? He's like, I was going to do something, but then I was like, oh, no, you guys had it. No, he literally, <laughs> he literally is hiding, comes out and he was like, I was, I was seeing how this was going to play out. You guys were fine. <laughs> He's such a piece of shit. He is. Uh, and it's pretty obvious in the story. She was, like, not Dark Phoenix at that time either. I think they were just, like, having a conversation and Xavier just shows up and attacks her and shit. Yeah, but anyway, this sort of ends with Scott realizing the whole time, like, oh, it's crazy. These guys all know exactly what our abilities are and our maneuvers and so he's like, all right, there's either, like, a spy or they're, they're, like, watching us somehow so the mansion's not safe and decides that they're not going to actually stop 
at back out at the uh, mansion, they're gonna go all the way, like past that to was like Nev- no, New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. When you first died, I thought you were just like, like Nidal Blair? <laughs> no, no, no. I was going like, to say Nevada, but when no. When you threw in New Mexico, Mexico, I was like, whoa. <laughs> no, I was going to say Nevada, but I was like, no, uh, New Mexico. Because that's where uh, Angel is. And the whole time, Xavier's like questioning all his decisions, even though he's fucking right. Such a douche. Yeah. How dare he make his own decisions? <laughs> How dare he lead the team while <laughs> I forced him to? They get there, though, and right away, Angel's like, oh, Gene. I'm going to make out with you real fast in front of Scott. Oh, and also my girlfriend. Yeah, that was weird. Also, didn't notice this until now, but it's kind of crazy that the second Xavier gets back, the first plan he puts into motion, he's like, we need to recruit more children. (laughs) (laughs) The younger, the better. She's 13, get her. Well, 13 and a half. 13 and a half. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't think it is at all. Oh, and the recruitment of her. When they go back and her parents are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Where has she been? Like, all we knew is you came to talk to us, and then you left, and our daughter was gone. <laughs> you took her to the mall shop. Oh, yeah, that was really weird, yeah. And they got destroyed. There were dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't find her 13-and-a-half-year-old daughter in the in the rubble. He's <laughs> like, I'm gonna invite you in my house for some tea. Dope. <laughs> <Dope. laughs> well, this being because Jean decided, like, this and then altered their minds yeah so uh just you like you start to slowly see Jean's powers become greater and greater and then her ethics becoming weaker and weaker and with the help of mastermind too this whole yeah time. which is weird though that how can he affect her from such a great distance because he's got that little device thingy oh that's right they point yeah, Emma made something for him so we can uh, cast illusions directly into her brain. Yeah, comics used to be so much weaker. <laughs> like that's like any Iron Man. Just like story. let's make a device that solves all our like issues <laughs> plot wise. That's literally what Beast did when he's like, "I'm gonna put a thing on a brain that makes him not think." <laughs> yeah, that's why. <what laughs> Which I don't apparently like you were wearing earlier. <laughs> that's why I don't like the the rich characters and people who can just create anything because it's literally. Batman. I'm a government. Yeah, you can just use it at any time. I just created this. I have so much money and unlimited resources. I can just make anything. Although you yeah. you know what's great about Moon Knight is that Moon Knight is uh, has those capabilities to be that character, uh, but then he just cuts your face off with a knife. Is he rich? Oh. Yeah, he's super yeah. rich. Has like a moon. He's he's got like all the Batman tropes of like a flying moon vehicle. He just uh, has, like, three personalities. Also. Yeah, and then he just drops down and he literally cuts your face off and fucking throws it away. I think you're going to say skull fucks it. No, skull I don't know why I was going there, but that's what <laughs> that's I... A, that's a dark comic. <laughs> Darker than Moon Knight. Uh, but anyway... The Dark Moon Knight. It's under Max imprint. <laughs> yeah, the Dark Side of the Moon? <laughs> dark Side of the Moon Knight! <laughs> this is getting out of control. But anyway, moon side of the dark night. <laughs> Scott's like, "Hey, Angel, we gotta go talk." And Angel's like, "All right," and then just grabs him, and they just fly off for like miles into some random ass canyon. And uh, Scott starts telling them, "Like, yeah, I think we're bugged or something. It's all kind of fucked up." Also, Gene's creeping me out. And then Gene just shows up, like someone said, creeping me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She Somebody was like, say melding brains. <laughs> she was there the whole time. <laughs> and then basically that's what happens. And she's like, "Oh, 
you tried to get away from me to speak in private. Let's never have anything private again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's but true. Also, she said that right after. In terms of, like, you, because you won't be able to get into my mind. Yeah. yeah. I just have to say this real quick. When you, you said moon side of the dark night, it sounds like you're talking about Batman's ass. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, Batman damn number one. But this is also the first time you get, like, Jean Grey holding back his optic blasts. Yeah, that was nice. So, yeah. Yeah. That was a cool moment. He's not just shooting everywhere. He's not shooting his load everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why his visor lit up at the end of uh, Apocalypse, because Jean was holding it back. Yeah. There you go. You get a no prize. (laughs) Um, <laughs> you just give me a no prize. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fucking, uh... Yeah, the Stanley no prize. <laughs> I was thinking of something else. Like, mail in and you win no prize. Yeah. You just get a... It's basically a shout out before it Yeah. Out, so. <laughs> you won no prize. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, anyway, the X-Men are like, okay, so it's the Hellfire Club. We're gonna go. We just need some evidence that the Hellfire Club's actually, like, fucking around. And they, they go in disguise... But not like good ones, because <laughs> like it's still a guy you know, with obviously like red glasses. I don't think you've mentioned the revolutionary shit like at all. Doesn't need to be mentioned. Does it really? The, the it's whole... a pretty big plot point. <laughs> He's got Jason the Weiner. hat that works as a visor, kind of. They just like shadowed his eyes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's my sombrero is better. For <laughs> I was gonna say it's the same thing that you did with the sombrero. But... Yeah. Yeah, they just took away his eyes. Uh, oh, yeah, I, loved, I did like that scene, because Jason's kissing Gene, uh, and then you see in the background Cyclops just looking all fucking shocked, staring <laughs> at it like, what the fuck? But Oh, that's back in... Uh, yeah. The first time they... Well, every time... I'm saying it's important to bring up, because it shows how fucked up Gene got, because she was calling uh, Storm a slave. Oh, later. Yeah, okay. To know the time period, sure. Yeah. But we did say it was seventeen. Yeah, we went to seventeen hundreds. Seventeen hundreds. Yeah, but we just kind of dropped it, and then now we're in the angel stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, she keeps having these psychic lapses and going back in time and thinking that she's living like an ancestor's past, and that's how Weingard is fucking with her brain because she's thinking her ancestor was dating Weingard's ancestor and was part of like the Hellfire Club. Although it's yeah. all weird because that's a very specific thing to just decide is happening. Yeah. So it's like. Or could another psychic be fucking with you? Nope, can't possibly be it. Uh, it uh, has to be that I am traveling back in time to an ancestor, like, in dealing with, like, reincarnation or some shit. I, uh, I just assumed that it was something to get her in the mindset of being uh, the Black Queen, because uh, I'm not sure, but isn't the Black Queen, like, an actual thing? Like, they didn't just give her the title. It's a position in the Hellfire Club. Yeah, it's just a position. Yeah, but it's like an old, like... You know what I mean? Like, it's a, like a, a ancient position that always has to be filled. So they were, like, trying to, like, put the memories in her head for her to assume that position. No, I don't... It's a very specific, like, personality or something like that that you have to have. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think it's just the Hellfire Club is obsessed with the whole chess motif. And they're just like, no, we're going to have the whole white bishop, black bishop, white king, black king... Yeah, I White thought you said chest. Chess. Yeah, like they're obsessed chest with the chest too. Like that's why they got Emma. Oh, <laughs> for her chest. Yeah, because yeah. uh, it wasn't her butt then. Yeah. She was, no. she was but it was for her mind. 
<laughs> well, what her mind was projecting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So yeah, there's that shit happening, where she's going back in time, but not really, because it's all in the moment. But there, uh, the Hellfire Club right away catch on to them and fuck them up, and they fuck up because they don't kill Wolverine. And then Wolverine. This comes. is this like, like one of the few times Wolverine's kind of a badass. Well, this is at like a weird. This is at like a weird point where nobody knows that Wolverine is like immortal yet. Yeah, um, he's not immortal. No, Basically. but essentially, until he meets a puddle. <laughs> uh, I've I've read the book that takes place at the end of the time <laughs> at the end of time, and the only things left are Wolverine, Thor, and uh, Doctor Doom. So he's pretty immortal. Like you never met a puddle in all that time. Staying away. What are you talking about? He was in a know, sewer. Whole thing is... Yeah, but that's not a puddle. He's in a sewer. Uh, he's got to like just be face down in the puddle. Yeah. Anyway, like the X Men would have taken the Hellfire Club, except G- like they turned Jean in that moment, and Jean beats the shit out of the X Men. But what? I w- well, just Cyclops, because they the rest of the Hellfire Club beat the other members. Colossus gets beat by Shaw. Storm got beat by Shaw. Yeah, but then the X-Men beat them up afterwards. Well, later, yeah. Yeah. But what I was saying about Wolverine is, like, this seems to be at a time where uh, Wolverine's character was still new enough that everybody didn't know that he had a healing factor. So people kept on shooting him, and they were like, oh, is he dead? Yeah. There is uh, an interesting reference, though, when he cuts uh, Pierce's arm and makes a, a comment about how he was almost turned into a robot, which later... Makes um, Grant Morrison's reference to him being a sentinel make a little more sense. Yeah, like, um, it's a cool callback. Like there, I'm actually noticing a lot, a lot of callbacks because in our actual um, like run of our show with uh, Second Coming and everything, there are a lot of callbacks <laughs> to this. The the smiley uh, people with the armors, they're all yeah. like. Progressive versions of the, these red armored guys. I mean, it's with the, the domed heads. It's the biggest X Men story of ever that we're covering right now. So there's, there tends to be there's going to be callbacks in everything. Oh, I know, but I mean direct callbacks um, for yeah. Second Coming. It's just everything is inspired from this one book. Nightcrawler getting stopped by the Sonics. Yeah, happens immediately, like almost exactly the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, it just yeah, it it's just cool seeing that, like seeing. The callbacks when they're executed yeah, well. What uh, at what point did Uncanny take over regular X Men and they changed out the group? Oh, I'm not sure. So I know it was giant size X Men, but uh, it it had to have only been maybe three or four years uh, before this. I I don't know. Uh, I think it wasn't seventy seven. Uh, I don't know. I'll take a look. But anyway, yeah, it's pretty brutal because Jean's turned into the Black Queen and then she's, she like beats Storm, like smacks her in the face with a whip because Storm is like projected as her slave in there and the rest are all like American rebels because they're uh, British colonialists who are loyal to the king or some shit. Uh, and then Scott uses the uh, telepathic link he has with Jean to get into her mind, but only so that Mastermind could kill him 
in the in the uh, telepathic duel they have, but that ends up being enough to shock Jean Grey's actual consciousness out of like that weird uh, mind control, and then she's just like fuck everybody. Yeah, she unlocks Cyclops's helmet that he was wearing, the Ruby Quartz helmet. Yeah, and then that's when that thing happens where he, <laughs> you guys are just talking about where he shoots the helmet into like straight into Pierce's face, which is so lucky because he can't see shit. Yeah, and then that helmet hits him square in the back of the head. Oh yeah, back of the head. Yeah. Um, and uh, to go back to what we were talking about a second ago, uh, Dark Phoenix Saga happened in 1980, uh, but everybody on that team day de- uh, team debuted. Uh, Giant size X Men. That debuted. That whole team came out in '75. Okay. Um, so like there, it, from '63 to '70, there was the original run, and then like five years off. They just doing reprints for those five years. Yeah, like X Men just wasn't selling at that time, and then in '75, Chris Claremont did uh, Giant Size X Men and changed over the team. He didn't do Giant Size. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh yeah. But, yeah, that led into everything that he did. He took over, what, like an issue or two later or something like that? Yeah. I think he was a co-scripter, though, on, like in the background for Giant Size. So he did do Giant Size. But he didn't. He wasn't the writer. He didn't create those characters or something like that? No, but he was a yeah, part of it. I mean, he kind of did create them. He didn't create them, but he made them who they yeah, are. He, well, he made everything that the X-Men pretty much are. Yeah. So, anyway, Gene, pissed off at Mastermind, is all like, oh, so you wanted... To control me and have this power, well, let me show you what this power is, and basically breaks his brain. Boom! By sending him like astrally into the galaxy or whatever. She turns him into a god, pretty much, and he can't handle it. Yeah, I guess the, the Phoenix has so, so much more power in this book, and it gets kind of nerfed throughout the years with the Marvel Universe. Now the Phoenix is like when well, the. Uh, in the new Phoenix's X-Men. powers are always just very convenient. Whatever was, they need her to do. Yeah, she was holding that universe in the end of New X-Men in her hands. Yeah, no, I know. But, I mean, when you just think of the hierarchy of characters, they're constantly talking, you know, they're... Yeah. Well, in this, they say that... Above. She Like, in this, she's only second to the creator. Yeah. They said that her power is equal to Galactus. Well, they said it was even more. They hinted at because Galactus needs worlds, and she'll eat everything. They were yeah. saying. Yeah. Well, they, but they use Galactus as a reference point of like, oh, I haven't done something like this since Galactus. Yeah, but yeah. then the reference point of, and she's even yeah. stronger. So they they directly say there's the creator, and then there's the phoenix. Yeah. Which, I mean, isn't the case now. Yeah, isn't the case anymore. But I digress. Yeah. Uh, and then, out of nowhere, though, when they're making their escape from the Hellfire Club, she's all like, oh, fuck you guys, too. I'm the Dark Phoenix. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. And then just beats up the X-Men. Yeah, I really did. Because they're already, like, gone from the Hellfire Club. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> she's just they're only feet away. Like, they're, they, they leave, the front lawn. and then they, like, no, Central Park. But like they're still in New York, they just yeah. they just crash into trees. They're like, look at all those cops down there. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, they basically have an army. She's like, you're gonna need more than an army. And he's like, Jesus, lady. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna kill you all, then leave. Yeah, she turns that tree into gold. Yeah, that that's was a dope. stupid way to do it. <laughs> well, it was cool because she took away. I like that she transformed Colossus back into a human form when he was holding that tree. Yeah, he thought he was all slick. I'm gonna pick up this tree. She's like, psych, bitch, pick it up now. 
Yeah, Wolverine. Try, he's like, I got it, I got it. She's like, gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She could have just like uh, pushed it down on him, but she's like, I know. No, gold. I like gold things, so shiny, sparkly stuff well, all over the place. And they reference that, like, oh, she's not trying to actually kill them. Like, Gene won't let the Phoenix kill him. Yeah. But man, that should have killed them. Like, yeah. at least Colossus. No, he's still strong as shit. In human yeah, form. Yeah, I mean, you think yeah. I would have broken his back. It's a gold tree. Yeah, but he still just falls on him. Yeah, but he's Colossus. Yeah, but he's a normal person because you took away all the steel. He's not normal, though. He's still got super strength, just not Colossus strength. No, I don't think it's so. It's not yeah. that great a super strength. He was strength. struggling. He can't lift up a tree. Falls, That's he, a big-ass tree. He he shrinks in size and he's yeah, really falling over. He's still holding that tree. In human form. He's like, oh, I can't hold it. He's not just, like, no, dead. No, they show it in a panel that it was a convenient, like, bend in the tree well, and that trees, he fell under. The trees fall very slowly. Well, he already had it ripped up, and it was in his hand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, think so. about it. If if I put a tree in your hand and it's no weight, and then if all of a sudden you get the weight, you are fucking squashed. Yes. yes. Colossus was like, oh, this shit's a little heavy. But he's a, a big <laughs> he was, It was a lot heavy. <laughs> No, they get out of it because there's, like, a weird bend in the tree, and so, like, that's how it fell. It wasn't there when it fell over. No, I know. I think it was on <laughs> top of it. just drew it. Like, I could show you, like, the page is, like, I right know, here. I saw it. It's like a Dr. Seuss tree. Yeah. <laughs> they re-show it. It's golden bending. It's, like, weird and bendy, see? Like, it's just, it's a weird bend. Oh, if it's... anything, it's Wolverine's actually caught under the tree, but... Propping it up for... Yeah. For Colossus. Yeah. Um, and anyway... So you, you get characters that sort of all re, uh, remark on the power output that just happens. Like, they pan over to uh, the Fantastic Four, like Reed Richards and, um, Col- uh, fuck, I almost said Colossus. Uh, uh, ben Grimm are there, and uh, the thing he makes a reference to, like, oh, is it down Yancey Street or some shit? Of course, there's one line yeah, he has to fucking line. mention Yancey Dude, Street. Have you ever read Carnage USA? No. And there's literally a part where they're like, we need to invite the thing, and Hawkeye's like, can we Can we not, like, please? All he ever does is talk about Aunt Petunia and fucking Yancey Street. He's <laughs> like, can we just not invite him? He's so annoying. Um, and yes, yeah, so you see, like, Spider-Man's, like, wigging out, and Doctor Strange is all like, oh, that was weird. Yeah, by the way. Silver Surfer's all like, that. oh, something cosmic like me. Yeah. And then they're like, to follow what he meant, go to this book you've never heard about. Yeah, and buy it, because we want your money. Yeah, buy um, my book. To be fair, this is like 75 cents, was what the uh, the last issue is, so these are all cheaper. Yeah, well, in the last issue's 35 pages. Yeah, um, anyway, Phoenix flies off, because she's all like... 40 cents. <laughs> I, I paid want... $75 to this. Holy oh, shit. Uh... That inflation's nuts. Actually, I think I talked the guy down to 65. Now, the concept the concept of what happens is great, but the execution of that concept is what kind of sucks. Because the Phoenix is just flying through galaxies, and then suddenly is like, oh, I'm out of energy. I also am a being who needs energy. So I need some food. I must eat. <laughs> this star looks good. Kalima! <laughs> this star looks good. And goes into the star and then causes it to supernova, which is weird because you'd think she's taking the energy, so why would it supernova? Yeah, well, also, they said it was intentional, but... Alright, th- this is one of the things I found really weird in it. Because 
like Gene is responsible for those five billion deaths. Oh, especially now after resurrection. But then too, because uh, she was saying that all of that was her trying to get somebody to kill her. Because like the Phoenix Force need to be stopped. She was like pushing herself out there because she knew the Shi'ar would come after her, and she knew that like uh, that the Shi'ar would be the only ones to try to kill her. And that the X-Men would have to use up all of her energy, like, trying to defend herself. Oh, no, no, no. That's that's later. I know, but it's fucked up. Yeah, but that's not that moment. I know, but that it's moment, about that moment. When she eats the Dabari star, because, yeah. Uh, like, she killed them she, so that the Shi'ar would kill her. I don't think that's how that happened. I think she just wanted the Shi'ar to kill her after she killed them. Because she also, she says it, she liked killing them. Yeah. But, like, didn't intentionally kill them. Just sort of like that they died and she was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, someone magnifying an anthill for the first time. If they didn't know that the ants are going to catch fire or something. And then they do. And they're like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It, it awakened something in her. <laughs> Much like the Dean is always hoping doesn't happen to him. Yeah. It's a community reference. Yeah. Um, anyway, Beast shows up and he's like, hey, we gotta go. I just canceled this thing so the Avengers don't find out, but the police already know. And then they fly away. Uh, yeah, Jean does that stuff where she kills an entire species. Yeah. Well, genocide. Planet. Genocide. genocide of a planet, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just I just like how you call genocide that thing where you destroy <laughs> an entire species. Uh, well, when you think about it, though. That's just the people. Whatever fauna they had, whatever animals and plants and... There's another word for, was it like malicide or something like that? I have no idea. Of killing an entire planet? It's an entire... It's a scale of which we have no real word for yet, because we've never done it. I think we have a word for it, though. Eh, Maybe. Uh, Yeah, So, but she runs into that Shi'ar cruiser, uh, and then destroys the cruiser... And then that's when the Shi'ar is all like, oh, she needs to go. Am I just explaining this book the entire time? (laughs) I was trying to look up some information related to this podcast on on Colossus' feet while he's in human form. (laughs) Not feet feet. His strength feet. Like, I'm, I'm looking up Colossus' feet. Are you jerking off later? Yeah, getting my spank bank full. <laughs> so, uh, anticipating Phoenix returning to Earth, Beast puts together a device that's supposed to scramble her brain, and then she does show up because she wants to talk to her parents for some reason. Which was weird because she was like Dark Phoenix, and she's like, I'm just going to show up at my parents' house. Yeah, and then she gets mad at them, and then her dad's all like, I disown you. And then the X-Men show up and fight her, and they get the thing on her head. And then she's all like, oh, fuck you guys. Put that thing right on her head. Yeah. That's crazy. That tree also looked like the tree that they turned into gold in this fight. Like The same just, tree. Like the same tree, but totally different place. I copied and pasted it. Yeah. <laughs> she just uh, keeps on damning that same tree thing. Yeah. Anyway, so she's beating the X-Men. And then Cyclops is actually starting to get through to her, just talking. And then out of nowhere, Xavier is like, fucking psychic bolt. And it's like, thank you, Scott. <laughs> like, I need to know. Yeah, I got the bitch. <laughs> and she's like, 
yeah, no, you didn't, you fuck. And then she beats the shit out of him. Knocks him out of the chair. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> There's so much I have to say about the movie about that. But... <laughs> I'll save it. <laughs> but then she, like, loses the psychic fight anyway and is all naked and stuff yeah, for some reason. Like, Xavier knocks the clothes off of her? No, uh, her clothes were, like, she was holding her clothes on. Because she was creating the clothes yeah, every time. Yeah, she was time. creating the clothes. Yeah. yeah, but you would think if she created a material... It'd still be on her. It would still, yeah. But Xavier took him off. Yeah, because Xavier's yeah. a perv. Yeah, he's like, while I'm here, I might as well. <laughs> you calling Xavier a perv is slanderous to perverts. <laughs> but the, seemingly, Jane's back to normal. Um, and there's like, oh, I put up psychic blockers now because the Phoenix is weakened. You're all fixed. And then the Shi'ar show up, and they're like... Beams them all up. Because that worked so well the first time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Xavier, like, slaps his hand. It's like, oh, job's done. I saved <laughs> <Yeah>. the day. <laughs> he, does, that, he does come up. He's like, now that everybody's done, I thought I'd wait to see how everything turned out and then uh, try to be the big hero. <laughs> Speaking of big heroes, my ex-girlfriend wants to kill you now. Uh, it has nothing to do with heroes. I just wanted to get back into this. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Xavier's ex-girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Leandro. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were saying your ex-girlfriend wants to kill Tony. Yeah. What? <laughs> I can't even think of who that would be. What? Super specific. Uh, <laughs> no. This is when they charge her for killing all those people and eating a star. Yeah. And then also killing their new cruiser. And like all the people on it. Yeah. She's a murderer. Yeah. And then all the X-Men have like their little training montages before the fight because they're all they're given a day to rest and for some reason like Wolverine's like yeah I need to take a shower then because that's when that matters yeah right before a fight yeah I, I think he was the only smart one everybody else is training he's well, resting no, up I think no, only, Ni- takes a, only Nightcrawler takes a right doesn't yeah. only Nightcrawler train no Nightcrawler and Angel oh okay Angel, Angel just showed up out of nowhere. Angel probably should have trained more because he didn't even know how... It, like, his one thing is flying and he didn't know his wings he were f- affected with the gla- gravity. Yeah, yeah, no, everyone else is just, like, laying down and stuff. Uh, and I think, like, Gene and Scott bang. Yeah, yeah. they banged. I mean, because if you you have to fight to the death in 24 <laughs> hours, like, are you training? Banging. What are you going to learn in that training <laughs> session? I'm uh, resting up because the training's just going to make you tired. I know. So they're like, you guys need to rest. Nightcrawler goes straight to training. Yeah. Beast gets a prostitute? I'm pretty sure that's what that was. I know. He's the only one with a masseuse. A, yeah. Which is fine. He <laughs> yeah. Thought he was We're not die condemning him. He, he, like, he thought he was going to die in 24 hours. You do you, dude. It's no, 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 but it's also just weird. He was provided a prostitute by the Shi'ar Empire. They have yeah. different rules there. Yeah, Beast's whole thing. They're like, still we're friends. Not... They just don't like the Phoenix. He's like, we're not animals. She needs a right, like a trial and all this shit. It's like, bro, you're in a different galaxy. Don't they, don't do it. they don't do it like that over there. <laughs> yeah. Also, another dick move by Xavier, though, to even do the whole trial by combat thing. Yeah, he yeah. didn't ask. Because like, He's a psychic. Maybe ask everybody what they think. Yeah, everyone's hearing for the first time, like, Wait a minute, Gene. You just you killed five billion yeah. creatures, and and Xavier's like well, trial by killed, combat. Yeah. She kills herself anyway. <laughs> just let him kill her. But like, and yeah, that's basically what happens. Is that they all fight the Imperial Guard, and well, most of them handedly get their butts kicked. It just you know, 
really easily. Uh, and then... Because they fucking... They're so unfair with that fucking fight. And then Phoenix turns into Dark Phoenix again. Uh, well, Jean turns into Phoenix and then turns into yeah. Dark Phoenix. Well, and the Watcher fucks up Wolverine. Yeah, which is also weird. Where it was like, get out of my house. Like, maybe have solid walls to your house. Well, like, and to be fair, Wolverine was like, no. And he's like, fuck you. This is my... And then he fucks him up and spits him out. And he's like, man, you could have just asked me to leave. He did. Yeah. <laughs> well, told him to. There was yeah. no asking. If you, if somebody, or some random five foot three hairy dude walked into my house and I was like, get out of my house. And he was like, make me. I'm beating the <laughs> shit out of him. And then when he's outside, if he was like, you didn't have to do all that. Could just ask. Fuck you, man. I asked you. <laughs> I guess. But say you're walking like a trail and it suddenly turns into like, like if woods and then it suddenly turns into sort of like a plane, right? And someone comes out and is like, hey, get the fuck out of my yard. You're like, whoa, when did this become your yard? Like, I didn't know. Yeah, but you would leave. Kind of- You'd be like, make me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Fucking leave. But it all happened pretty fuck fast at that point. Is that he sort of just fell into that house unintentionally. I don't know. You're making the excuses. The watcher was a bit of a dick. <laughs> he was a bit of a dick. Yeah, two dicks meet. <laughs> Get problems. That's uh, that's actually the name of Wolverine's autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> two dicks meet. Yeah. It's all about him and Sabretooth. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and then him and Charles. Actually, it's about a it's a detective book. <laughs> it's uh part of the noir series. Oh man. Anyway, so Phoenix deci- like it, it reveals mentally, I guess because you're creating her thought bubbles, that uh, she always knew that she needed to be defeated and that there was a weapon that could kill her, but that she needed to be weakened for it to happen, so she needed the X-Men and the Shi'ar to have a reason to fight her all at once. And talk about, like, crazy emotional baggage, though. Like, for like, like emotional whiplash for Xavier to be like, all right, you guys fight to the death for her. Now kill her! Yeah, <laughs> like, instantly. <holy> like... <laughs> That is immediate. Well, and they thought she was dead a couple months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, for the, they thought she was dead. They're like, she's alive. We have to kill her. But we have to save her. Now kill her. <laughs> That's crazy. And then all during that time, Wolverine is like, I didn't even know this was your house, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and Xavier never like admits that because he was like, yeah, we're going to fight to the death for her. He's like, yeah. Oh, I fucked up. Kill and her. Xavier probably yeah. always knew it was his house. <laughs> well, and Xavier was like, "I'll fight to the death for her." Yeah, he did say me, and then he's like, "You guys, <laughs> I, meant, I meant these guys." <laughs> me, no, I my legs. <laughs> Which man, you know, Beast, have him make you some legs. Yeah, pretty much. You can be like Rhodey in Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Dark Beast eventually makes himself a bunch of legs. Yeah, yeah. Spider Legs, Xavier. That's even worse. <laughs> that, that, that they uh, they kind of already had that. His name's Mojo. Oh, okay. <laughs> was like the Shadow King. Yeah. Which yeah, the Shadow King is just Mojo mixed with Xavier. Pretty much. Um. So yeah, they all kill Gene. Yeah. Well, Gene kills Gene. Yeah. Gene kills Gene. None of them have a hand in it. Kind Wolverine of. throws Colossus in a fastball special. Yeah. And he's he throws the like. The kind-hearted giant Russian. Yeah. Because he's like, I don't think I can kill her. You You're going to have to do it. <laughs> it and he's it, like, I've never 
killed anybody. While he's in the air, he's thinking yeah, that he's like, And then he punches her softly. <laughs> Tap. And well, as softly as you can where you're a giant hunk of metal with a giant metal fist and you just smash into her jaw. And then somehow she's like, you pulled that punch. Like, how the fuck do you know? <laughs> because her head would have exploded <laughs> if he didn't. If he even did like a quarter of his power, would have fucking blew her head up. Yeah. Uh, I think it says a lot, though, uh, relationship-wise. Like, the whole the argument of, like, Gene, I mean, uh, Scott and Wolverine being rivals for Gene's affection is like, hey, get that the fuck out of here. Yeah. Wolverine's always trying to, like, kill her in some way or another, and Scott's always trying to save her life. So, yeah. that's a really dumb thing that they just keep bringing back He just up. has a crush on her in this thing. Because she says, yeah, I wish she didn't, basically. She made that comment. Because she was like, oh, a woman after my own heart. Uh, so the movie. Yeah. So, um, Devin, since you enjoyed it so much. I fucking hated it. Hated um, it. Why don't you say what you liked about the movie? Scott had something to do, finally. He did stuff. That was cool. Uh, Mob Boss Magneto looked cool. Uh, overall, overall rating. What would you give it? What would you give it? And then I'll say what I would give it. And don't just say 11 out of 10. <laughs> like, we know you're going to uh, be an ass about it. <coughs> give it a realistic rating. Right, I'll give it a real rating. <laughs> I can give it two ratings. I can give it an objective rating. And I... And then, a rate, um, another rating as an X-Man fan. Yes. pissed off? Yeah. Alright. A two... Fuck. I like Cyclops a lot. A three. A three out of ten. Personally. Six out of ten, objectively. All right, I'm going seven, objectively. Seven out of ten. Eleven out of ten, personally. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think in um, objectively, a six is a solid six. Um, as somebody whose uh, favorite thing that they've ever seen in their life was Xavier <laughs> uh, coming up the stairs, I'm giving that scene a 15 because I've never laughed that hard at anything and i i i wish you guys could have been there with me when me and alex saw it because alex was telling me to be quiet because i was laughing because it was like a watching a baby take his first steps he gets out of the chair and gene's like come to mama and he's all heels he's just all He's he's walking like he's derrick rose and just fucking going up to gene and I'm just dying laughing, and I turn to Alex, and I go, look at the little fella, he's doing it, and he starts going up the stairs, oh, it is, it's the craziest he's bald too, which ever. makes it even funnier, I know, he's like, he's like baby like Johnson the entire time in my head, I'm like, what's the noise I make when I run, that movie will always have a special place in my heart for that doing scene. that scene because that is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I feel like you went home and YouTube that scene. I, Xavier I walks tried upstairs. to, but I did talk about it. I was just sitting around um, yesterday, like, and I just started laughing my ass off because <laughs> it popped in my head. Thing. I've literally, have, any other movie I've ever seen, I've never laughed that hard at a movie than when I saw him 
getting up out of the chair and walking all on the side of the ankles. I feel like she did that to be a dick, too, because she obviously has enough power to make him walk up that smoothly. Oh, yeah. No. That's the whole point. The whole point. Why was he screaming? He can't feel anything below his waist. And he's like, my legs hurt. You can't feel them, bro. (laughs) It's not like his legs are broken. His, His spine's fucked up, so he can't walk. That shouldn't hurt. But the fact that he was screaming like a toddler... It helped. Because <laughs> he also and looked like a toddler. I know I'm a bad person for this, but it was so funny to me. It was Xavier, he looked like, though. Man. But I was going to say, like, he kind of looked like <sighs> Stewie Griffin. But I guess in a way, Mom. he looks like, like, like the older Stewie Griffin. Uh, but um, <laughs> but that, having having that... That line though, where because he has the recurring, he has the recurring oh. line. You can do anything you put your mind to, and she's like, "Yeah, walk, <laughs> yeah. like do that." And then he's that's, like, a, "That's a nice dick moment." It was, yeah, it was, that was his meatloaf moment. <laughs> like, I can't do that, <laughs> and then she's like, "Oh yes, you fucking can." <laughs> I like that they actually made him the dick in this movie. That gives it more points. Oh. I was felt like that at the beginning, man, but for the wrong reason. All right, look, I'm always going to judge them harshly, frankly, because of Mystique. Because yeah. it's dog shit that Mystique is a hero. Yeah. She is one and of I the think worst that's just, people of the Marvel Universe. They just hired Jennifer Lawrence, and then Hunger Games hit huge, and her name, like, all of a sudden they had this huge actress on their payroll, so they're like, we have to lean in. Then they could have had it. a really good antagonist. They could have had a lo- their own Loki. Like this yeah. person who was constantly undermining them. But like they would... A charismatic bad guy. She gets more screen time as a good guy. I'm not saying they were right. I'm just saying that's why they did I wasn't it. mad. I was more mad that she wasn't as badass as Mystique is. She had to be evil, but can she at least be badass? Like what, well, is, what does she do? Mystique isn't objectively evil. Mystique is like in the grave. She's a, she's a bad person. She does stuff. We just read a book where she poisons an entire town. <laughs> yes. She's definitely evil. She's doing good stuff. No, but she does things for the greater good at times. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, she does things for her. Like, she's good. At least she tries to be for those who are close to her. But she's still bad. Like, because she, she's just so bad as a character that she still fucks that up. <laughs> like in Messiah Complex, she's willing to potentially kill a baby to save her adopted daughter. Yeah, villain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> evil. But she's trying to save her adopted daughter. Yeah. Like that's why just she the, cares about people. Exactly. She's just evil. Exactly. Doctor Evil loves Mini Me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He would do anything for Mini Me, but he's still Doctor Evil. Yes. That's all my point, is that that's who that character should have been, not like the fucking ex-person. Yeah. And the ex-woman line, I wanted to throw something at the screen. That was cringeworthy, yeah. to be honest. Well, and also, <laughs> their their idea of diversity was like, we have three blue characters. Uh, I Frankly, too many blue characters. Yeah. Well, any team with Beast has too much Beast. I actually like Nicholas Holt as uh, Beast. Same. He's, he's grown on me more. Um, I There's still a part of me every time I see him where I'm like, man, you would have been a better Cyclops. But see, part of it 
I'm upset at that they have good ingredients that they then fuck up overall. I think that especially now in this movie, watching um, God, what's his name? Uh, played Xavier. Uh, McAvoy. Mr. Tomnus. Yeah, Mr. Tomnus. Watching McAvoy play Xavier, he's finally fucking Xavier. Like, he looks and acts exactly like Xavier. Yeah, douche. (laughs) Yeah. He nails it. (laughs) Well, because normally Xavier's a douche and nobody notices. So I like that they're actually like, oh, this guy's a douche. I know, but I hated that they had Mystique call him out on it. And I like, though, that they had Beast call him out on him. Yeah. That was, I felt like, not characteristic of Beast. He's going to go kill Gene. Well, because apparently he's in love with Mystique. Like, that's the part of the problem of making Mystique a good guy. But also, he never... Weird ripples that don't make sense in other places. He never was going to kill... Was going to kill Gene. That's why he went to Magneto, because he knew he couldn't kill Gene. He was just fine with Gene getting killed. Yeah, he needed somebody who would be able to kill Gene. He knew he couldn't do it. Still. That's why he was like, hey, guess what, bud? I need you to murder somebody. And he's like, I don't think so. And he's like, wait. You didn't hear. He's like, you you were wondering who that blood was? Yeah. That's Mystique. She's gone. And he's like, okay, I'll kill the bitch. But yeah, like Michael Fassbender being Magneto is amazing. Uh, I don't know that Ty Sheridan's amazing for Cyclops, but he's definitely good at Cyclops. He does a good job. Yeah. A little Uh, short. I don't like the the suits that they gave them. It's new X-Men suits. I know, but they... Vaguely, new X-Men suits. Uh, they... Uh, it, it wasn't how they looked. Um, it was how, what the suits kind of did. And they made them, like, too tight up top. Oh, yeah. And everybody the... had, like, their, their like, uh, skin on their chin being pushed up to their face. Yeah, it Frankly, like they couldn't I breathe. I think it was all too little, too late. They were trying to finally make an X-Men movie. Yeah. Well, they had the they costumes had the last time. Yeah, and then and fuck off with them. them. Yeah. But I think the reason they, they did that for a reason, and that's to make them seem more like a team. Yeah, to make yeah. them uniform. Fun. I didn't yeah. like the presidential phone. The presidential right. phone. Why would he suddenly have an X Yeah, on the phone? Batman yeah. phone with an X on it. Well, honestly, I didn't like the X's and everything. See, yeah. to get... I know, I'm like on the X jet on top. Even just... To, okay, so what you said, the Cyclops periscope of the Blackbird that you love, that you hate. Yeah. I'm in the middle because finally it's like, okay... It makes sense that they'd come up with a way for Scott to use his optic blast while on the Blackbird. But, it's why does it have up. to be like an X fucking, like, the, the whole tracking system of it all? Open your eyes, man. Just open your eyes. And then the fact that there's the button that, like, obviously that only works if the button is to open the, the visor part so he can shoot through. But it makes it seem as though he's hitting a button to fire, like that it's causing yeah. the blast. I thought it opened the thing so you can shoot. Yeah, no, no. We know this rationally, but to anyone just watching, it seems as though he's pressing a button to fire. Yeah. Down periscope. <laughs> yeah. It was... so it, it's bizarre, is all I'm saying. But that aim, though. Took out that thruster while it was spinning. Yeah, geometry powers. Yeah, this is on power. <laughs> he didn't need the fucking uh, X... Uh, aiming device. Yeah, that yeah geometry. And don't use the force. Or use the force. <laughs> don't use the force, Luke. <laughs> Fuck, use the computer, Luke. <laughs> well, he has to use... It is force. It's concussive force. Yeah. It's an optic blast. Yes. <laughs> uh, but... I, it's actually got more power in this movie, though. Because he blasted 
Uh, didn't even say that girl's name, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Did they? What was her name? Chantel. What the? Oh, her, like I'm that. talking about her villain, like her Tuck. her Dabari name. T U K. She's the only one oh, with the name. Tuck. She, Everyone else is nameless. They blasted her through the fucking roof. Yeah, no, that was cool. Because like in the showing, last movie... Finally showing power in his optic blast. In Apocalypse, he's blasting the ceiling, and it was just like, I'm going to knock some ceiling tiles off. Or like when he's shooting the other Dabari on the train, and when he's shooting through the hole, anytime his optic blast hits the edge of it, he's ripping it off. Like yeah. they're showing yeah. that there's a lot of force in each blast. I, I liked the Cyclops stuff. What? It's... Magneto was say, having a hard time too, wasn't he? Wasn't Magneto using something to block Cyclops and Cyclops like blasting through it? Yeah, he just some long piece of metal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I want to add in real quick. Um, even though it like it was a giant trope, because there's there's this giant trope that they have in superhero movies where there's like a fight on a like either some type of train or tra- a long transportation system. Yeah. They constantly do it. Uh, I think Dark Phoenix has done it the best. Yeah. Well, uh, what, what's the competition, really? All right. Here's, oh, Deadpool two. Here's uh, fucking Captain Marvel. Uh, the Wolverine. Yeah, Captain Marvel. <laughs> Snowpiercer. The entire movie. <laughs> There's a lot of movies where like that's a whole thing. Yeah, I forgot about Deadpool and, uh, too. I think the one that's done it the best is uh, Dark Phoenix, because especially when well, you have two amazing fight sequences. That being Spider Man two. <laughs> uh, you have. Magneto being a badass. He is straight up being a badass. So, so, against the Dabari? Yeah. yeah. And you have Nightcrawler being a badass. Except Night, the problem is what I have with Nightcrawler is Nightcrawler would never do that. Yeah. Like as a character. He would never go crazy and start being murderous. I started feeling a little better about it because I was pissed too. I'm like, he would never do that shit. But then I realized he was talking to that guy. Yeah, but how the fuck did that guy die? By the Dabari. No, he didn't. Who, did, who killed mean, him? Yes, yes, he died by the Dabari. But it makes absolutely no sense. The Dabari was getting ready to punch him, and Nightcrawler teleports them away. And then he dies. It makes no sense. No, the guy, uh, the guy like punched his, was like punching into him as he was teleporting away. It was a woman, and really yeah, she ass. just punched him. Yeah, but like into him. You don't see that. Yeah, but you see the blood come out of his mouth, and there's a hole in his chest. It doesn't make any sense. They fuck with your insides. You don't... And that's stupid. Is it, though? But, yes, the Dabari suddenly having this power. Like, it's just a power they make up for the sake of them to have. Well, then you haven't seen Punisher Warzone. Yes, I have, and that's also (laughs) stupid. I don't think it has to be comic accurate. I feel like that's why you hate all the movies. They're not fucking comic accurate. No, it's not. not not I will say to Devin's defense on this, he can get over some of that shit, like... Pretty well. He just needs it to be a good, cohesive story. Well, yes. Mystique. And Dark Phoenix, and I need, and you're I mad about them, Mystique? I need them to try to have some sort of attempt to be accurate to the characters. The Dabari are fucking nobody. They're in one panel, so they created these characters, the basically. The Dabari are not nobody. They are literally saints. They are the peacefulest of peaceful creatures in existence. And they're turned into, like, this, like... Savage empire that wants to dominate things. Scrolls. They're scrolls. Yes, you exactly. Know. They do the opposite. <laughs> they much. turn scrolls into Dabari and Dabari into scrolls. Hey, you know, let me your Dabari comic. <laughs> you got it right there. They yeah, bring it one up. fucking panel. They bring it up. They have no information on the Dabari. They're- Anytime the Phoenix gets brought up having killed a planet, yeah, they're peaceful. They, they do say in the, as they're 
that one panel that, uh, that they're like uh, uh, the one race that's a cheap piece. Like, through well, yeah, us. they're super peaceful, but your problem was that they had the they power. They have no weapons. They have no not. They 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 don't. They didn't say they no power. And even if they did, that's a comic. We're talking about a movie. No, the, and they can they can shape shift. They're just not as good as the scrolls. Um, I thought it was weird that they made them all look like a mixture of Groot and yeah. uh, the dude from Mass Effect with the, the alien with the big eyes. But lame, too. The, the CG was kind of lame. I didn't think it was that bad until the end where Cyclops' hand was, like, disappearing. Uh, but oh, that's because dude. we could see the exact contrast. When Jessica of... Chastain's character is walking through all the gunshots, that's pretty bad. The only CG that yeah, bothered the, me was... there's other times where it, it looked cool in the movie. Storm's lightning, I, were... I thought, looked bad. Yeah, Storm's lightning. And, my, and this is why I was, like, on the fence when you brought up Storm when we were messaging, is that... I like the actress for Storm. Oh, I think she does great. And <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. I don't like the way because that they kind of made her an Iceman. She had an accent. I love that. Yeah, she had Halle Berry had an ha- accent for half of the first movie, and that was it. It was not as good as Alexander Ships. No, it was a bad accent. I'm not. Arguing Halle with Berry's you. not a good actor. You but how see is John Wick three? <laughs> <laughs> It didn't, but I will. <laughs> so, what, you think she used too much ice powers? No, I think it's how they used them. Oh, because the ice cubes? Yeah, everything's coming, like, out of her half the time. It's because then I have Iceman. Whereas, like, she's controlling, she's supposed to control the weather. Like, eventually they fixed it with the lightning, but when she's, when they confront Jean after Jean first goes, like, Dark Phoenix, right before she kills, spoilers, Mystique. We're way past, we're way past that. If, you, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie and you get upset that we're spoiling it, fuck you. <laughs> we have it in the title that th- this is what it's about. Don't click on it if you don't want to be spoiled. Either way, our disclaimer is pretty late. Uh, yeah. yeah, we don't need one. The disclaimer is the title. Put the disclaimer in at the end of the fucking podcast. But it, anyway, uh, in that moment... When Scott goes and is pushing her, she is creating the lightning right out of her hand, and that bothered me. She's yeah. done that in the comics, though. Uh, not that I've seen. And if I thought it normally it, it strikes like down onto her, and then she yeah, she's supposed to be a conduit, that, and they they do that later. But the lightning does look kind of stupid. Like it, it looks, looks like a pretty cheap effect. Yeah, like anybody can do that on a YouTube fucking yeah. video. I mean, basically, Cyclops' power works the same way, but it's yeah. the way in which the other things react to Cyclops' power that sells Cyclopses. I'm sure, too, though, like, that they, they already knew they were being bought by Disney. This was their last movie while they were in post-production. Yeah, they were phoning stuff in. Well, I'm saying not even that they were phoning it in. Like they, they, didn't, they, were... they didn't want to spend a shit ton of money uh, to do... The, like, they were probably better. already over budget, because the, the, the X-Men movies can't have... The budget that the Marvel movies have, because the Marvel movies are going to make, make a lot way more. more money. Yeah, like if you look at Thor's lightning in comparison to Storm's and that, it's like yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, and it makes some weird, like, I don't know, even the noise it made was kind of dumb when it, she shoots it at Jessica Chastain's character. And it's more like electricity than lightning, it feels like. Because yeah. it's like a super thin and stringy, well, too. It's, it's the not same like, thing, Justin. Well, yeah, but, you know, it's just like she's Electro, not fucking shooting, no, I, not Storm, you know? Yeah, uh, it doesn't... It doesn't seem as fierce as it should be, coming yeah. like raw from nature. <laughs> we need those like onomatopoeias. There's no crack of thumbs going on. <laughs> 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 All right, here's 
here's here's how I saw this movie that was one of the disappointments for me, right? Is that it felt like the finale or even just like a season finale of a series that you didn't watch. It's a different This is what it felt like. I mean, it kind of was. You you don't know the characters. I mean, you know them from outside of you. You don't know, like, there's this bond between Scott and Storm and Gene and Nightcrawler that you don't know. We never saw, pretty much. Happened off screen, just like that relationship. Except for Storm, they went to the mall once. Yeah. But there's some reason why they trust each other more than, like... Like, there's a lot of stuff as a fan of the comics, I'm like, okay, I can see why this makes sense, but this doesn't make sense in the context of these movies. Um, Where uh, Xavier is like, Nightcrawler, uh, Kurt, we need you to teleport us, and then leave. And Storm, stay. And Scott's like, you know what? I'm vetoing that. I want you to come. That's a cool dynamic there between Scott and Xavier that I don't fully appreciate because I, I don't know why... Scott and Storm, this iteration, have this bond that they have. Because it makes no sense. I didn't take it and as a what bond. We've seen, it, yes, it, there's a friendship there I took, that they trust each other, like that they're, they're battle-tested, that they've been in the field, that they feel as though they need each other, and that even though she has some issue with Jean... Well, it's a computer or the oh printer. yeah, the, the printer. I was like, who, who, like whoever's doing that, calm the fuck down in your chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but there's a there's there's something that shows up where Storm is talking about Gene, about how well sometimes you think you know someone until they show you who they really are, and you realize you never knew them at all, and they're not worth it. I thought that whole thing was bullshit. It was bullshit because it's like well. Either there's bad blood between Storm and Jean that you don't see get built up to this point, or they're just throwing it in. That, it's like, a love triangle. Just, Storm wants like Cyclops. Who doesn't want Cyclops? Yeah, true. She was like trying to get Jean out of the picture. She's like, she's a bitch. Well, no, because if you... Storm and Cyclops are actually really close for a while in the comics. Yeah, but... Like, you see it in uh, God Loves, Man Kills... And you, you see it in the Dark Phoenix saga. Well, they have mutual and, uh, respect always because she became the leader of the X-Men. universe where she's got like a mohawk. Oh, yeah. In that universe, they are a couple. Um, but, I mean, you, you see it in a lot of cases. I mean, even later in Schism, Storm stays after, even after they learn about X-Force and after uh, that Sentinel attacks the island and after uh, Wolverine and Scott fight over it and everything... She stays because Scott specifically asks her to stay. And says, the only reason I'm staying. So, like, it makes sense it would be in the movie, but your movie doesn't make sense because you've never shown that those, yeah, those no characters are. Yeah, because we never got any... Cause this movie has almost no character development in Storm. And it's the most character development that we've gotten since the storm has been introduced. Well, that's only her yeah. second movie. She had like nothing last movie. Yeah. So they're but trying she to. She had nothing in the first trilogy, almost. Yeah. Well, it's it was super rushed. I think they did a good job with how rushed it was. Because like, what more could this they movie do wasn't in one movie? Yeah, well, they they delayed yeah, it is... like two years. No, I mean it was rushed, and they only had one movie to tell Dark Phoenix Saga. Like the whole storyline was rushed. They chose the to characters they were rushed up from the jump. Well, yeah, but I'm Apocalypse saying Apocalypse should have been three movies by itself. With what they had, 
I think they did a good job. Because obviously they needed to build these characters up. You needed to know these characters and have actually have feelings for Jean before she gets fucking yeah. to become Dark Phoenix. Exactly. You need to have something that establishes Jean and the Phoenix as a good thing for it to become a bad thing to actually have impact. Yeah, and they need to establish they that she's... that Macron crystal. That she's close thing. with the rest of the X-Men to have the gravity of the fact that she became evil. Yeah. Or even that she's heartbroken over killing Mystique. Why is their relationship so important? Like, they, they sort of establish it loosely at the beginning when she's like, yeah, Mystique, I'll tr- you just say it and I trust you before they go into space. And it's like, why? You don't... Because she's the hero. What? She's yeah, on the but, news, man. But she's... Because she's their mentor. I get... I understand what I'm supposed to feel. But I don't actually feel it because they haven't actually taken me through the steps of the story. You- they end Apocalypse with, like, she's about to teach them to become superheroes. To train them to use their powers. Yeah. And then this happens ten years later. Yeah. Well, I think it's a little less than that. Yeah. Because just, I'm just saying, they're doing the whole yeah. decades thing. And so, it's supposed to be, a, like, all that stuff is just implied. But I'm saying it's cheap that it's implied. It's bullshit that it's all implied. That there's a much better story to have been told where you're getting, like... Where they're getting to know and trust and like each other as a group. So in one movie, how would you make that better? I wouldn't have made this movie. Oh well, yeah, so I'm saying it's one movie. I can only expect so much. I can't expect the all. It's you can create a different story. Well, yeah, they could have did that, but they didn't. So no, they did something worse. That's my point. With like, what they had, I think they did a great job. This sounds it's like one a, movie. A good unforced segue into our last topic. Well, okay. How would you do the Here's, X-Men? Story? I'll start this with saying how Fox should have done the X-Men. with Because I will use the pieces they had and that they well, fucked up. Real quick, I just want to uh, say something about Nightcrawler, though. Um, because yeah, I, I understand that everything was rebooted. But there's still certain points that are supposed to happen in certain movies. And, like, this might sound nitpicky compared to how fucked up everything is already to pick this out but like they find nightcrawler like years from now and nobody knows who he is but he's like their buddy yeah fucked up (laughs) split split the timeline man i know but yeah it's one of the things where they fuck up their own continuity and it seems like they're trying to build back to the original team but nightcrawler's there yeah well quicksilver's there too and not really Quicksilver's just gone. Well, because he got his ass whooped. Yeah, and Mystique's dead. Where she has her Superman moment. Did you see uh, Justice League? Yeah, because that's basically the Superman Flash moment. Oh yeah. Well, he fucking. (laughs) Or no, I was thinking Green Lantern. He keeps getting bad luck, man. He he tries to super speed against Apocalypse, and now Gene. I already knew he was getting fucked up when I saw that in the trailer. Yeah. Well, because they wanted to make the movie about the younger X Men. But um, she got so much screen time, which was great because she should have. Jean, it's about her. I guess, but she did almost nothing. No, what? It was basically her meandering around. Uh, the helmet being closed in on Magneto, dope. Uh, yeah. Magneto closing the train car and all those dudes, fucking dope. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. But that, him having a hard time whole, pulling the sub up was ridiculous. That uh, from the why, uh, would, why would it be ridiculous? Because just rip that shit out of the ground. Your Magneto he still has to deal with the ground. Still, though. <laughs> he was, like, changing the whole magnetic As force in the last movie, and now he can't even lift that up. He's the last all... movie, he was, like, the horseman of death. He didn't get powered up, though. 
Yeah, he did. Is it, uh, Apocalypse told him that he had his in him the whole time. No, he oh, powered that's him up. bullshit. He powered him up. That's why he was moving around dirt, not just fucking magnet shit. But that's another problem like I have the with iron these, and these stuff. Fox X Men movies, which I guess I should just say X Men movies. Fox Men. <laughs> but uh, the, that there's just it's it's like it's Bacalo. There's debris everywhere. <laughs> there's always debris in the air. Like every scene, like the special effect is. Debris. Someone just sprinkling that shit. You got to do something for the people who want to see it in 3D. <laughs> yeah. Get hit in the. Oh, get this out of my face. Yeah. That's because any 3D movie I've ever gone to, that's the big effect. Is like, you, you go to see it in 4D. Is like, oh, fuck. You go to see it in 4D, and all it is is they break a fucking drywall in front of you so they <laughs> your face. They just get a Kyle to punch in <laughs> Every seat comes with a Kyle to punch the yeah. drywall. Well, because, I mean, he lifts, Magneto lifts the bridge in one movie. He lifts that humongous sub out of the ground. He lifts a bridge in so many of the movies. That's such a deep cut joke that no one listening is going to get. I know, way. but that is, that is Magneto's thing, is moving bridges. No, no, I'm talking about the, the Kyle's punching the drywall. I, I think everybody understands that. <laughs> That's not a deep cut. Everybody knows the... It's too deep for me. Oh, I, don't, I don't understand it. Bridges, though. Yeah. Which is uh, kind of inspirational. Like, uh, even though he's this big villain. He's, he's building bridges. Been, he's yeah. more like breaking them down normally. Well, no, he's just changing where they I are. I think, right, so the movie has the exact opposite issue that the comic has. Like, the comic only suffers from time, uh, lack of built technique on how to tell us a comic book story better because they're still creating that in that time. And just lack of better materials to make it, the, the images look better. But even then, like, the art is still great. This has everything that a giant superhero, like a giant budget superhero movie should have, but then it doesn't have the motivation for the characters to do any of the stuff they're doing, or the context for the story, or even all that great a story at all, whereas that's the, the, the comic actually has. I think they followed a lot of those uh, the stuff from the comic, even though it wasn't obviously comic accurate. You have the person manipulating her. That she ends up fucking killing or making it to like a god at the end and killing. That makes no sense though. Oh. If a Dabari could channel the power of the Phoenix, how does it destroy an entire planet of them? Also, the Phoenix doesn't kill their planet. The solar flare kills the planet. You're talking about a comic book. Yes! And we're talking about a movie based on a comic book. Yeah, but it's not the same thing. No, one's worse. <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking about just in I the movie. I thought the comic was alright. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. You know I'm talking about the movie. Like, obviously I don't think they should have did Phoenix that fast. No, you should never... The Phoenix no. should be... That's a three-movie three arc. You should have done a Hellfire movie. Club movie. Yeah, definitely. But I couldn't... I don't know how to really make they that movie Hellfire much better. Club movie. They did a whack-ass Hellfire Club movie. Yeah, but no. they did a Hellfire Club movie. Did they? No. <laughs> yes, Yeah, they the did. first one, first class. Yeah, but that wasn't... There was like Shaw, but did they actually... All right, here's Emma Frost. <laughs> no, Leland. Fuck Leland! Big Nuts Leland was not that, in there. No, Leland get... is so stupid that when a giant... Or, or like when a tiny furry man with claws is falling towards him, he manipulates his weight to make him heavier. Yeah, he fucked himself up. <laughs> I know, that's so stupid. So, no, I didn't need Leland, did it? They did better and gave us a Zazel. Oh, 
was that better though? That was better. Yeah, but then is they you get that Leland? Yeah. Typhoon dude, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, that, that random the... cyclone guy. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Basically Red Tornado. Yeah. Yeah, but he was about as good as fucking um It was dumb. Uh Jason Weingard. Really? He's, really? Because he's, he's the mis- whole reason that Phoenix goes dark. Yeah, but he's just the even bigger bitch version of Mysterio. What? <sighs> you're you're stretching here. Because you're, you're saying a guy who did not matter at all was just as good as a guy who was integral to a story. Or wins, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I guess you're speaking from Spider-Man land over there. Look, well, Fox, I'm saying you could have got away with that in the story just by having Emma do it. With the elements that Fox had, Fox should have just made first class, first class. They could have, if they wanted... But they fucked it up. They should have If they wanted it. Jennifer Lawrence to be a hero, she could have just been Jean Grey. Yeah. She could have just dyed her hair red. I mean, they did it anyway for Mystique. Yeah. She could have just avoided all the makeup. Would have been simpler. The guy that they had to have, have him... Be Cyclops. Solved. He already had fucking red energy projection powers anyway. They just weren't going to be hula hoopy. Didn't they that change really it to weird. blue later? No. No, it was really I thought it they should have been to blue. blue. Yeah, yeah, they got that wrong too. We liked that movie so much because, frankly, Magneto was so great. Uh, In which movie? You take that back. First class. I mean, not like first class that I much. I liked first class. Yeah, you did. First Class was alright. It was a shit X-Men movie, but it was a good movie. You are forgetting your own... You're forgetting your own words. I have always said that First Class is a a shit X-Men movie. It's a bad X-Men movie, movie, but a good movie. Yes. That's my point. And it's a good movie. We're talking about X-Men movies. It's it's a good movie because Magneto. You get James Bond Magneto. It's dope. Magneto was dope in that movie. He's dope in every yeah. movie. Exactly. That movie's good if you don't know anything ever about the X Men. I like Kevin Bacon. You can keep. If I'm being honest. I like Kevin Bacon. As Shaw, sure. Yeah. Shaw. Yeah. Shaw, sure. As Shaw, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what I said, man. It's a flying Shaw, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you keep Nicholas Holt as a beast. I still think he should have been Cyclops. <laughs> I don't care if he's yeah. Cyclops either. Or they could have they could have recast that one dude as Cyclops again, but I didn't really like him Ooh. from Origins. Oh no! And actually, have Angel, not fucking Grant Morrison's Angel, because that's a terrible character. Yeah. Uh, and then turn uh, Banshee into Iceman. Yeah, I could see that. Like, you don't necessarily have to get rid of who you have as a cast. You like. Just alter what those characters are, and then you start the movie fresh the way it's supposed to be. You keep almost everything the same. Yeah. But continuity-wise, it starts to make sense. They keep their star actress around. It makes sense to be uh, a hero for a while. But starting Jean Grey's story then, you then allow time for Jean Grey to become like a character you care about, so that when she turns into being bad... You care well, that she's and bad. change the beginning to um, uh, Professor Xavier being older, finding a young Jean breaking into his uh, his house to get food, or being a creepy pervert and picking her up at her house. Yeah, that is just. But kind even of his then, thing. Like, where is the time that he actually raises Jean? Yeah, I was like, what? I I know you were upset about that, but that does kind of make sense to me. Um, that that doesn't go against the timeline that they established, because he would have. Picked her up, 
um, started raising her. She was sent away somewhere when he shut down the school and then came back for Apocalypse. Like, after he opened up the school again. But then he's a dick who abandoned a child. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's already a dick, so... But they, they, they established that she's not abandoned by him. True. I don't know where they established that. That he was always... That's the whole The guy who controls breaks. people's minds and has... Willfully no. confessed to going in and changing her memories. No, at the end, the scene that you love so much is abruptly ended, like it's ruined when she looks into his mind and realizes, "Oh, he always it's cared." It's a great scene, but, but that's what happens. Is like because she gets a sliver of truth with the phoenix power and then just runs with it and then doesn't like see. Apparently, she couldn't see the whole memory of her dad being like, "Yeah, I can't handle her. She's a fucking freak." And Xavier going, you take that back, you son of a bitch. And that's basically what happens. Later, she sees the whole image and then goes, oh, you did care. My bad. Like, it's it's weak. That's My point is, the movie, like, it has no purpose. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> I, uh, I was arguing with Alex about one point in there because uh, when Gene and Magneto are fighting over the helicopter... Yeah, and uh, he like gets everybody on board, and it gets sent off. He was like, "Oh, he he overpowered Gene." I was like, "No, he didn't at all. He was holding on to his ass for every second he could, and then he like let go, and she pushed it away." Yeah, she, like, was, she he was always pulling it. She was always pushing it, and then also he I, was like, "Get on!" A, a dick move by her too, tosses him, and then goes, "Put, you're not gonna let me stay." Yeah, it's like fuck you. I, I did like that at the end with uh, when or when she was talking shit to Magneto. Like, you t- cast me out, and now you come here to kill me? Like, that's right. <laughs> you can't even do that. That's also right. <laughs> yeah. oh, Don't hit the mic. That was my fault. That <laughs> she crushes the helmet on him. That was fucking, fucking so dope. And then uh, Alex almost cried because he thought they killed Magneto. And he was like, if they kill Magneto, I'm leaving. Oh, when she, like, stabs him with his helmet and throws him out? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, he's going to be fine. Yeah, because then you wouldn't get Mafia Boss Magneto with all the guns shooting. so dope. It was dope. Everything about that train seems dope. pointless, but dope. Even the stuff with Beast and um, Storm that wasn't, like, mind-blowing or anything was still kind of cool to see. Okay, here's some stupid things, though. That one chick who was (laughs) mind-controlling, like, her and Xavier uh, mind-controlling, teleporting him over and over again, that's Selene. One of the biggest X Men villains ever. The the whole that was Nicrosia. really Celine. Yeah, Necrosia is like her bringing back a bunch of dead X Men to like murder them and shit. And she becomes the Black Queen of the Hellfire Club later. That's Celine. That's dumb. It's I think dumb. she was just in a <laughs> and and I laughed when she died because that was stupid. <laughs> like her, she just has that loving glance at Magneto for some reason, and then just a random man grabs her head and. Tosses her out. <laughs> and the other guy, who has even more screen time than her, doesn't even have a name. He's just listed as Genosha Century. The fucking... Hair man? The, the hair man. Hair man. <laughs> whip, whip braids? Prehensile hair or whatever. Stupid. Fucking Medusa. So stupid. Yeah, like how is... That's who they go with? With him? That's what they go with as yeah. a power? They could have yeah. did anything. I was, I was trying to figure out who those two were going to be when they showed them. Storm should have kicked that dude's ass. I was mad that that was actually a fight. Right? Yeah. 
Oh like, she struck his hair with lightning. Are you serious? That's a, Hit him with the fucking lightning. That's a producer going, you know it'd look cool? <laughs> hit the hair. <laughs> That's like when they, uh, in X-Men 3, when they're like, people like Spike. So what if we don't give that to him? <laughs> but we kind of give that to him. And they had just had that dude who was like a super lame bodybuilder version of Spike. Yeah. Well, that's part of what I hate about these movies, is that you just get cameos that are a little cool, but it would be so much better if they just had as developed characters. I would... Like, well, let's kill it with, like, Dazzler and then still screw up half of everything else. Man, and... I'm mad there was no Psylocke. Bring back, bring back Pyro. I want Psylocke Pyro. was the last movie. Yeah, but where was she? Yeah, she only gets a cameo. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm mad she didn't ever didn't show I, up. I thought she there was one point. I don't remember exactly what it was, but somebody came in and they're it, they were like shadowed at first, and I thought it was going to be her, but it was somebody else. Oh my god! And the chick who played Celine, her head acting. Do you remember this on Genosha, which they never actually yeah. called Genosha? Which I thought she was uh, like a recast Emma Frost when they first showed her. Oh, the uh, Jessica Chastain. Yeah, dude, I was hoping for something even better. I was hoping she was going to be Cassandra Nova. That would have been dope. And they didn't do that. That's what I'm saying. Like, first, I'm like, okay, she's going to be Cassandra Nova? And then I'm like, fuck, they're probably, it's going to be Emma Frost. No, it's not Emma Frost. What, is some random woman at a dinner party? What the fuck? These Margaret. Aliens? Wait, these aliens <laughs> aren't the Shi'ar? Karen. <laughs> fucking, uh, the, the, the fucking Dabari. Yeah, um, man, they, man. There's not really any known Dabari. I mean, I, this, this thing says known Dabari, but we don't know who is. It's spelled B Z Z T L. Um, it Tovin. Uh, those are dudes all in the panel that died. Starhammer, who's in Avengers Four, in Tas Putsa, T A S. I don't know. WTZA. I don't man, know. Your Dabari is very rusty. Uh, yeah, man. That's because they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of uh, wiped out. Uh, yeah. And I still, like, how does she harness the power? She only had part of it. By the power of Grayskull. How, how at all? How at all? And also, why not just call the Phoenix the Phoenix? Why is has to be some cosmic force that you is unnamed that then kids just like hey you hear what they're calling you the phoenix that's kind of cool right and then that like trips her out yeah and they're like like just let it be that's called cool. the phoenix yeah I think it, it's probably easier for them just to like oh the kids are calling you that and then explain where like how she knew the thing was a phoenix just let that be like that's where the legends of phoenixes come yeah. from. Cause oh. it's not like it's kind of predicting the whole she's able to rebirth thing. Makes no sense too with the fact that she got the phoenix power in the last movie, and then she gets it this time in space. Yeah, yeah, that bugged me. Again, because they don't care about continuity. No, they don't. I don't know who wrote this movie. I know it's a different director. Or they the do, guy, but they're really bad at it. The the, the, ah, the director did write it. I'm glad. Oh, okay. Because I think it was no, better. Kinberg or something like that. No, yeah. Simon, Simon Kinberg. Yeah. But yeah, that's not the same, because he was talking about how, I, I think at least you were talking about how it's not Brian Singer anymore. Didn't he, did he do cool. Apocalypse? No, it says it at the end. Written by, directed by, and then he's also yeah. one of the producers. Yeah, but he's All the, the ones guy. before this were Brian Singer. 
Oh. Which it's nice. Another uh, a reason that I'm able to enjoy this more is because this movie wasn't done by a pedophile. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't he a pedophile? He's like, super pedophile. Did, did, a like super pedophile. Dude wears a cape. Yeah. yeah, like he has pedophile parties, like oh, at his funny. house. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> I don't want to get sued for slander. So, future of MCU X Men. Yep. Uh, I would just kind of go comic route and start with the O five. Oh, you mean doing? See, I figured we all were it. gonna, we were all gonna say start with the original five. That's why yeah. I was saying like how we would go in the direction of the first few movies, because it, it's easy for us all to just say, "Oh, I want the original five. But yeah. like, wh- how would you do it? Like, what would you want to happen? Well, does it have to be Big. movies, or can it be a series? Because I think it should be a series that then have movies. I think we should series of movies. Well, you'd have to, think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not just one. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm thinking like humongous. You know how they have like you know the MCU is 22 fucking movies. Yeah, yeah. that would all like, just be the X Men. All X Men, yeah, something I mean, that's like that. Basically, how the comics are. Yeah, Ten but they years would've... fucking all X Men movies. I mean, I could kind of see almost a compromise between your two where they do it like uh, once a year we get three movies in a series, kind of like Sherlock or uh, um, fucking uh, Black Mirror. Just where it's like super fucking long episodes of a TV show, but there's not a bunch of them. It's just like a couple movies together. Well, Marvel's already establishing this in the reverse. That the characters of the movies are getting series. Yeah. Why? I don't see what the issue would be of having a series. Budget. Yeah. But it's more about the plot points of what you would want to happen. Not well, the... the movies would just be the giant arcs that happen. Like the big, like Apocalypse would be a movie. But you would have a whole series that was building up to Apocalypse. Yeah, for character development. Yeah. Um, Dark Phoenix would be a movie, but you would have had a whole series of Hellfire Club. And maybe the one before that was like introducing the Phoenix. And, yeah. like The finale of the series before that would have been introducing the Phoenix and the Phoenix saving them in some way that made it good. Like finding a way to do the Macron Crystal thing. Like you just... You uh, you just space it out. You just give it room to breathe and for everything to develop over time. Because it is hard to show like a cast of like their team Beast, uh, Mystique, Cyclops, Jean, Storm, Nightcrawler, Quicksilver. So seven people on just the team, not including Xavier and Magneto, who are going to take up most of the time. So what would your first series and movie be about? Like, your, Or your first one or two movies and series? Like, what do you want to see the most come out of that? I think you show Xavier uh, with the X-Men. With, with the five. Um, and they're doing something... Like, maybe... Episode one is when they're stopping Magneto. And then you're kind of doing like a... Like how Arrow did a bit of a flashback sort of shit. But you're doing that as the character development over time with each episode. So you're seeing the dynamics of like... Scott's technically the field leader. But really, both Warren and uh, Hank are more charismatic than him. So they're the alphas in the, the mansion. So he's already feeling awkward being a field leader to people who seem superior to him, especially in their physical abilities, because he has no confidence in his optic blasts and like, because he 
believes they're going to destroy everything, and then physically he can't do the things they do. It's easy for him to be emotionally uh, more mature than Bobby, and so to see himself as someone who can tell Bobby what to do, but meanwhile, it's, it's harder for him with Warren and Hank, and Gene probably sees that and works with him. Plus, there's the whole, like, he has a crush on her. She obviously knows that, but, like, some dynamic there where he... He still, like, he probably would rely on her for advice more than everyone else, trying to build his own confidence. And then, you know, you have Xavier being Xavier. Pervert. Uh, but meanwhile, Warren has his own shit he's dealing with, and Hank has his own shit he's dealing with. That actually weakened their characters to the audience, but Scott doesn't know this yet. And... Because at that point, Hank was like a star football player, and Hank was a jock, and Hank wasn't uh, really leaning into his intellectual yeah. capacity. And so as Hank does that more, he starts to realize everything else is a facade. Like, he's not really the the jockish type. Like, yeah, he was doing that. Hero. Yeah, he was doing that because he was in high school. That's what was valued. Now he gets to sh- put his value in what he actually thinks is valuable. And then he has Xavier reciprocating that. So you have him acting like less of a dick over time, which is an intimidating Scott. And then you also have Scott gaining confidence in his abilities. And then eventually you just sort of have a natural shift of like Scott being not just the field leader because he's told to, but because he's actually good at it and because he earns the respect of everyone else on the team. And meanwhile, with Warren, you have someone who realizes, like, because Warren's problem is that he never actually wants to be part of a team because he wants to just fly and be nomadic and do his own thing, but also struggles with wanting to do the, uh, the greater good. So he has a weaker moral character that he could probably see uh, and look up to Scott in that regard. Like, Scott being the leader makes the most sense because he has the, the strongest moral character out of anyone in, in the yeah. X-Men. Well, and Warren has never had to work for anything. Everything has just been given to him. Exactly. And geometry so, powers. So yeah. <laughs> he knows where to put people. Yeah. <laughs> but that is, you know, that that's stupid. But that <laughs> is like a leadership quality. Like, I know exactly where people go because geometry. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, but that being the case in that sense is that uh, Warren may look at Scott and be like, I want to be more like that guy because he's a good guy and I want to be a good guy. Um, and you see that in every instance that Scott, like when they, anytime they come across, and, I, and I've said this before, uh, a character who has ridiculous power, Scott's always trying to talk to them first. He's always trying to calm them. Like he's, his instinct isn't, we have to kill this person because we can't handle this person. His instinct is they can be reasoned with. And then they Xavier rolls up. Down. <laughs> yeah, Xavier is an asshole. Roll out, man. <laughs> It's like, how did he even get there? He's just yeah. rolling on that mountainous <laughs> terrain. Yeah, but Xavier uh, preaches wow. like equality um, and, and coexistence and all that stuff as just rhetoric that he doesn't fully believe in, and Scott believes in it. That's the difference between them, and actually, he thinks it's actually possible. Xavier becomes Magneto much faster than people give him credit for. 
I just have to say this to get it out of my head because we talked about Xavier rolling up. I had this idea the I had this idea the other day for a wheelchair that like yeah, it'd be like a cheaper version if you couldn't afford an electric wheelchair and this you like you put a thing so your wheels like so you don't move anywhere and then you pull your wheels back and you keep pulling them back like the fucking little cars that you pull back. <laughs> and then you let go and it allows you to go forward. You just build a momentum. <laughs> so when you're like sitting and eating, you can just like charge up. It just yeah. dip. <laughs> you like turn yourself around and then you hit the button and you just you go. Skip out on your bill at Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> like I I thought of that the other day, I was like, that'd be a good idea. Why isn't that a thing? like you just go like thirty miles an hour for like you know, or even yards. somebody. <laughs> I mean, I guess somebody could just go behind them and grab them, pull them back, and then they just let go. And yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just thought that was a good idea. Uh, so, do you have anything else to add into your um, what you want to see with the exit? I don't know. Not immediately. I just think that's how it should start. So, like specifically, you want more of like uh, an early X Men from the comics type feel of like the first five, and then them just. Being uh, learning to be a team. Yeah, I mean they can modernize it. It doesn't have to be in the sixties. Sixties. They don't even have to be in the same like uniforms, you know. But give them something that is uniform. Give them like the black and yellow. Like if they gave them the the suits that they had. Yeah, I saw what you did. <laughs> um, but if if they give them the suits that they had, well, they won't do it now because it's in the movie. But for Dark Phoenix. But as their first class uniforms, Maybe like uh, Letterman jackets. That's, but they'd be cool. Like the whole point is that they start off being uniform and then they become more individualized over time. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the other things that they fucked up in those movies is because they do the exact opposite. Yeah, I'd be cool with the shows for other characters. Like while the O five is going on in the movies. We can have a show because it's kind of hard to build a, a solo I mean, I movie for Storm or something say like that. They were gonna do something like that because you can. These characters are old. Like when Storm and Wolverine and everybody joins the team, they're not kids. So yeah. while you're getting like a teen flick of the X Men, you can have a solo show of like Storm growing up or Wolverine's adventures or Colossus or whatever. And then they do, fucking when they join the X Men, you already know the characters, but they're still new to the X Men. You do three series. You do. An you uncanny X Men, like um, like an X Men Origins, uh, sort of. <laughs> like you do an uncanny X Men that is the the primary team, right? And then you do something like an X Men Origins. You maybe change the title, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, uh, they have the perfect title. What Children of the Atom? Yeah. You do that, but that's about the other X-Men who aren't X-Men yet. That's about Storm. That's about Colossus. That's about Kurt. And probably just because he's that huge, you, Wolverine has his own show. I think Storm can get her own, too. Street street urchin? I street think life. she can carry the Not main the plot of a series. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she needs her own show. Because then, when you have the movie, the movie is their Avengers. The movie is them meeting up. Yeah. You do Krakoa. Yeah, uh, the fucking giant size X-Men? Yeah. That was actually uh, part of what uh, my idea was, because I would say uh, start off the, like, the first phase one, I guess, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we're going with the overall like TV show mixed in with movies, be like forming the the X the original X Men team, them going through their missions. But instead of it being directly like the comics, I want it more like uh, like X Men Evolution, where they're hiding uh, like who they are, and uh, they don't want everybody to know their names. But they're like going to school like regular people, and they're more like superheroes. And then it gets revealed towards the end of the series that they're uh, they're not just regular kids; that they're mutants. And then that starts like the fear, and it also explains why like nobody's known about mutants because uh-huh. all mutants have been in hiding. Mystique is principal. Um, yes, uh, but so you just <laughs> want to do X Men Evolution live action, sort of. Um, <laughs> Because X-Men Evolution did it so well. But, uh, like, you explain it, like, it gives an origin to where that fear comes from. Of of they're not just people hating mutants, but they hate them because they blend in with them. And, like, they can't tell who they are and they feel like they're being replaced by mutants. Um, so then you get into, like, all of them being hunted and, uh, that's when you, like, can have the, like... The first movie, and then when you start, like, the second season, the second season is uh, the beginning of um, uh, giant size X-Men, and you start introducing other X-Men into the team and building the universe off that. Okay. But here's... I don't understand that. Like, why would they go to school if Xavier's is a school? Because there's only five of them at that point. Xavier wanted to start a school with five students. Well, it would be homeschooled. I would think that's exactly what you'd start a school. Is, is that you, you're beta testing? Yeah, and then after they start being hated, he starts doing that and homeschooling them. That's a good point. Actually. But he wants them just to be normal kids, so they go to school and they have friends, and they're just this superhero. Team and Xavier's on the side. is just a training ground at that point. Then it's more like a foster home. Yeah, a foster home and a yeah, like a their well, they'd have to be camp. learning something, but what they. They can't learn to use their powers at school, so they'd have to be learning to use their powers yeah. at home. It'd be more of a base camp slash foster home. Yeah. And it would be training them that way, but like the legitimate school stuff before he has teachers and stuff, because he's not gonna be able to just teach them like biology. Everything by himself, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know fucking well, everything. He's just He's <laughs> egotistical enough to think that though. Yeah, he's trying to teach them fucking social studies and Mad. You know, and we are shitting on him, but in the movie he does kind of have a point against Mystique. That's the other problem with Mystique. Is Mystique is just sort of like, you sold out, man. You're a douche. That's Like, he's a douche for the wrong reason. Like, she's calling him a dick because he's happy. Like, like he's he's happy about the, the, the credit they're getting yeah. as X-Men. Uh, well, she's not happy about... That, she's not mad about that. She's mad no, that she he is, just... That's what they brought... No, she's angriest about what happens with Gene, which is a huge dick moment about him. It's just like, no, oh, Gene can do it. But she's... About she's holding the shuttle together. Pissed off that, like, they have to do everything. He just sits there in his wheelchair, and then he gets to go up on stage and shake the president's hand and be, uh, like, take all the credit for everything. And he likes to sit in the glory while he's risking other people's lives. Yeah, no, no, that, that's why Xavier's always a dick. Yeah. But. That that was her point. Not that he was, like, 
Because his point is like, oh, like I'm happy with like the government being happy with us. But her point is that she's happy with uh, taking all the credit for other people risking their lives. Her second point was that. Her first point was that they have to risk their lives for humans at all. I thought it was that they should change it to ex-women. Yeah, I was about to say No, that. no, that was the last one. Oh. That was her last, which was so forced and stupid. Because it was like, when? Because we all just saw that mission. Quicksilver and Nightcrawler did most of the work. So, it's kind of unfair for you to just shit on all the men of the X-Men in that moment. Because I, I get what you're saying, but also... Cyclops yeah. stopped the ship with this periscope. <laughs> like they, Mystique did nothing. She did yeah. nothing, yeah. She was ordering, she was giving the orders like Cyclops. Do this, do that. Yeah, I'm glad she's dead. <laughs> Which she shouldn't, that was a stupid scene because they tried to pretend like she purposely killed Mystique. Storm was like, you saw it, she did it on purpose. I was like, I saw it and she didn't. I was there. Yeah, she not there. that wooden no, yeah, she, yeah. Does, she pushes her on purpose and also she did put that wooden there. She exploded the house. Well, yeah, yeah she, but she didn't make like she had her eyes closed maybe. and like blast her back. She didn't yeah, purposely impale but she her. Also, purposely blasted her back. Well, blast her back, not impaled her. Yeah, but still a dick thing to do. Well, yeah, but she didn't purposely kill her. She purposely attacked her. Yeah, there's a difference. <laughs> well. It's manslaughter, not murder. <laughs> not first degree. Yeah. Okay. I agree with you there, but it's still she's an asshole. Oh yeah. She, she, she's not blameless. And then they named it Jean Grey School. What a diss to Mystique. <laughs> Who was like the hero, saving the day. <laughs> I didn't Gets even put murdered. that together, but yeah. They kind of shit all over Mystique at that point. <laughs> Maybe because Jennifer Lawrence really wasn't going to do the movie. So they kill her off early. Yeah. And then they shit on her right there. They're like, come back, we'll name it Mystique School. I don't know. She must actually... Helped them sell so many tickets for some reason. Probably. She doesn't. People were bitching about her color, but that's like way more comic accurate. She doesn't help them sell tickets at all. Oh yeah, because they sold horribly. Yeah, X Men Apocalypse is one of the worst selling X Men movies. Yeah, but they're convinced you mean Dark that Phoenix? she does. Because otherwise, why would they have wanted her back there so much? They're convinced they, they need made star that power. Without her. Yeah, they could have. Yeah, they're convinced that they need star power and a name like Jennifer Lawrence, but. She's not doing anything for him. Yeah. And, and that's not her fault for anything. They're writing her terribly. She lost relevancy in in uh, Days of Future Past. Did she, yeah. though? She had a naked scene, like, a couple years ago. Well, most of her scenes were naked scenes. Were they? She's Mystique. Oh, no, I'm talking about <laughs> in that Red Sparrow movie. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm saying Mystique lost relevancy. Oh, you're Jennifer. saying Jennifer Lawrence. No. no it's like that, that boosted like the relevance actors, up. I don't know, I... You can never tell, because I thought, you know, you think Val Kilmer's relevant until Val Kilmer becomes Val Kilmer, you know, fat Val Kilmer. Uh, <laughs> now he's not even fat Val Kilmer anymore, he's just like post-throat cancer Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer was good in uh, McGruber. I guess. As cunt? I guess. Ready to pound some cunt? It's been a long time since I watched McGruber, man. You need to watch it again, <laughs> because it's like, if, if I've if Ribbon Throats is going to get us those codes back, I'll suck as many... Da- I mean, I'll rip as many throats as I... I've only seen him in ba- as Batman. You've only seen Val Kilmer as Batman? Yep. Dude, Fat Perry. No, Gay Perry. Yeah, he Gay was Perry. Fat. He was getting fat when he played Gay Perry. I don't know who that is. There's... Dude. What? Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's a great movie oh. with Robert Downey Jr. and 
It's Proto Iron Man. I mean, we're the only ones who've really seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Oh, it's so great. It's really good. Uh, um, There's a parody movie Val Kilmer's in that I'll have to tell you about later. But uh, but I digress. A parody movie of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? No. Oh, I was going to say... A parody with Val Kilmer? No, it's like a, a movie. By parody. Either way, this isn't the Val Kilmer podcast. Stop talking about Val. Kilmer. Oh, you're saying that Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a parody movie? No. Oh, this is an additional movie. That's a there, no Kiss Kiss Bang Bang has nothing to fucking do with it. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about what we want out of an X Men series, <laughs> and I want X Men Evolution live action. Gambit solo with Channing Tatum. Charming, uh, charming taint man. Uh, wait, yeah. wait, you really no, want no, that? No, I'm fucking around. I'd watch it. I would no, watch, I'd it, watch it, but, but I don't like... want it. My name is Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not demanding it. No, I don't like Gambit. Did you just to begin with? So. Did you just ride with me? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, okay, so you want the X Men Evolution cast though, or were you talking about no. X Men? Uh, original X Men. But you you miss all this, <laughs> but yeah, X Men Evolution uh, style where they're going to school, they're like late teenage years. Yeah, um, nobody knows about mutants, and that also like all, all mutants are in hiding; they're not a known quant- quantity. So that it, you don't have to explain why nobody has ever mentioned mutants because mutants have been a thing in hiding. Uh, you don't have to have parallel universes like oh, all of a sudden there's mutants. There's always been a mutant population slowly growing, but it's at the same time as superheroes. So everybody's oh, just kind of noticing shit. the superheroes, and all the mutants are in hiding. Nobody knows that any of the mutants are like genetically different. To snap, the five-year gap. Yeah, you can say that the mutants all were created from the radiation of the first snap. No, and you have five years. I don't want. I don't want a a mutant creation thing. Um, you no, know, you can you can argue that that's when it happens, and then in those five years, but it it's ruins, slowly manifesting, and you do you still have them in hiding. Yeah, but it ruins the concept of apocalypse and Namor and all the other older mutants that were around throughout time. I don't know why that's not something that anybody gets about the mutants being created. It ruins ancient mutants from being a thing. Yes and no. It could be that the ancient mutants were created because of a specific radiation. Because that's that's all where it stemmed from anyway, was the concept that they're the children of the atom, the atomic age. That for some reason, nuclear radiation causes this thing ambiently. Well, if they go off the, if they go off the ultimate comics, which I also don't necessarily want, but fuck it, just give me mutants some way. But of that, like all mutants being government experiments... No, 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 not even government experiments. Like... Say Namor is a product, and maybe even Apocalypse, of just someone at some time being exposed to something. And after the snap, that something becomes more abundant. So you just start having people being born with X genes. Wasn't, wasn't Apocalypse born like a blue baby? Maybe, and yeah. Mutation doesn't hit until you... Yeah, sometimes it is weird. Some t- yeah, some, yeah, some babies weird. are born like Hope. Hope. Hope was born a mutant. Yeah, whose powers didn't fully manifest until after her puberty or whatever. Well, I'm assuming it then they can tell whenever anybody's a mutant. But I mean, it could even be people who are susceptible to having that gene, and then they're exposed to whatever. Like 
It kind of like a Terrigen Mist. No, I, I knew you were going to say that, and that's... But the Terrigen <laughs> Mist is stupid. All right, look. That make you're just, that's how you get in humans. Do you want in humans? Because that's how you have <laughs> We already humans. have in humans. No, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we, it, 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 The Marvel Universe has in humans. I know, they but... They are they, trying to forget they but have in humans. they have in humans. Yes. They have in humans, like, Coulson's still alive. And Coulson is still alive. Sort of. Well, he is dead, and now they're doing something weird. Where he's like, there's a version of him that's back from whatever. I don't know. I'm behind. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is back up. Oh, is it? Yeah. I was like, you watched all the... Kamala will probably be an inhuman. Yeah. yeah, Kamala will be. She always should have been an, a mutant. Should have. Yeah, the but they, when she was created, they were trying to they were shitting kill on yeah. X-Men. And, yeah. That worked out well. <laughs> Fucking idiots. It, they, made, they successfully made X-Men comics bad for a long time. Too long. Stole my money, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Oh, uh, your fault, though. You kept buying gold. I'm not even talking about gold. I'm talking about... I know, you're talking about Extraordinary. <laughs> extraordinary and Uncanny. You only read Magneto one was... issue of Extraordinary, but you have so much had... hatred towards it. Oh my you God. act like you it's read the entire so series. Bad. It's so bad. I tried to. Remember, I Comic City had that sale where you could fill up a whole box for $20. And I filled up as much of that box as I could with yeah. anything but it. And then I still had room for almost the entire Extraordinary X-Men run. So, so I currently have almost the whole run... I couldn't get past the first issue again. I feel like it's that one line that you don't like, and that was it. No. The Colossus. There's so many lines. Col- no, that's just the one that you know is most valid. But I, it, I read it again, and it started making more sense to me. As I was Lies. saying. In terms of fighting or in terms of building and shit like that, he's like a bruiser. He just fights. He's not like a tactician or something like he that. He says he's not a... So they'd be going to school... Yeah, right. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you've interrupted me so many times on this. But no, they'd be they like they'd be going to school, and at the end of the but there'd be a big event where like mutants are outed as a thing, um, and like uh, that's when they have to start turning into. Uh, like I was saying a second ago, Xavier's would be more of a uh, foster home slash training facility, and they would go to school. At an actual school to blend in with people, but once mutants are outed as a thing, that's when they would open up Xavier's as a school, and then you start getting more students in. You can introduce like more of the X Men that came in after that. They start expanding the team, uh, but now you have a scenario where, like, on a global scale, everybody saw mutants, uh, saw a revelation that mutants are a thing. They're hidden among them, and uh, they're the next step in evolution, and that's why people are terrified of them. And up until this point, Xavier's just been brainwashing the whole world. Pretty much. So that nobody knew they were mutants. Or maybe not the whole world. Maybe, I mean, because... Anybody who saw them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can... They can use the snap to explain... Why the population goes from, like, maybe a couple hundred to a shit ton of mutants... But I don't want, like, I really don't want the X-Men just to be thrown in as, like, oh, they were just a thing created because, it, like, they didn't exist before then. Make it so the X-Men always, ex- or the, not necessarily the X-Men, but mutants always existed in the universe, but nobody knew about them. Well, I don't know why that's so hard for people to understand, like, how are they going to bring in the mutants, how they're going to explain that there's never been mutants. Mutants have been in hiding, <laughs> 
Uh, I think that also um, to express why it would work as a series is that with the original X Men. I want Nightcrawler's watch too. Fucking. With the original X Men, uh, you don't have powers that are that crazy to do effect wise. Yeah. So, as far as fitting it into a budget for a series... Except for Storm, none of them sense. have crazy powers. I can see Except Iceman Cyclops. being... No, but that's easy to do, is what I'm saying. Like, to, to pull off... I mean, maybe practically when he's hitting something, actually having the debris uh, happen. But if his whole thing is... Hap- like, early on, anyway... He's so tightly wound because he doesn't want to yeah. use them. Gives oh. you a perfect excuse for never showing an optic blast. Why would why would because uh, you were gonna say Iceman would be diff- why would Iceman be difficult if Cyclops isn't difficult? Iceman would just be difficult to show as a human ice thing. Just as put him in green. That's what they do with Colossus. Oh, I know, but I mean the the CG for that, the time it takes to do all that rendering. The, the the cost would go up on a series a, a show. Do it like the X Men movies, and he's just never fucking made eyes. Yeah, you compartmentalize his power. That that's one way to do it. They have the first up. This I'm gonna warn you. This is a bad idea. <laughs> but the first episode, he's Snowman. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes into being ice. But just give me Snowman for one episode. Yeah, down. let him even like pick the name Snowman, and it'd be stupid, and him made fun of for it. Yeah. And he throws, like, snowballs and stuff. Yeah. And then his, like, power ups a little bit, and he becomes Iceman. And give me Rogue and Mystique. Uh, When you introduce them, make them the villains of Captain Marvel. That's all I want. I don't need them to be in the X-Men right away. Don't introduce them in the X-Men. Introduce them in Captain Marvel. I still think she should have been at the end of Captain Marvel. And then just smacked Captain Marvel in the face and took all that power. We we know how you feel about Captain Marvel, then. Me and Justin yeah. like Captain Marvel. <laughs> Carol Danvers is she's she, you know she's cool. Carl Danvers here to stay. Carl. Carl. Carol. Yeah. Well, Carol's just the female version of Carl. So. Or is Carl the male version of Carol? And it doesn't really matter. It does. I've been Caroling <laughs> since that movie came out. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, man. So, Justin, you never really went over what your uh, what you'd want them to do with the X Men. Uh, I gave it a little bit, but I want those so- solo series breaking up or breaking. Yeah. Not like everyone doesn't need an exact series, but just covering. And you can do like episode. Well, with Netflix and streaming and shit, you can just drop four episodes and make that a whole season. Like, four episodes, that's Storm. Four yeah. episodes is this character. They just did that with Black Mirror. They dropped three episodes for season five. Well, it wouldn't be on uh, Netflix, though. It'd but be on the Disney, Disney Plus. Plus yeah. Yeah. It'd be like, and have essentially solo, the same idea. Solo movie of the 05, and they're, uh, it's like a teen flick, whatever, because they're all teenagers. And I, w- I wouldn't want them fighting Magneto, though. I'd want it a little lighter than that. They could fight someone shitty like Vanisher or something. Or, um... Have them fight, um, like, the Brotherhood, but not, like, uh, with Magneto. Like, the more, more, like, stupid, underwhelming members of the Brotherhood, like Toad and Blob and... Avalanche? You take that back. (laughs) (laughs) It hurt me enough to say Toad. (laughs) Yeah, I just want it to be lighthearted and um, them basically learning their powers and... 
more story than fucking uh, doom and gloom, big villain for the first uh, first for the first movie. And let, let's get an evil Quicksilver for once. Well, you're not going to. Why not? Because they already killed Quicksilver. So we're talking about the MCU. Yeah, they're not going to reintroduce a different Quicksilver. They might, or reintroduce the same Quicksilver and make him evil. Yeah, like two, he's just really mad because he didn't mean to take all those bullets. Maybe he came back from the snap since we're. We got two Thanos in the same movie. We can have another Quicksilver. Yeah. They kind of explain that Thanos thing, though. Well, they can explain the Quicksilver. He ran so fast. He just ran right so out of the, the grave. Flash now, he just runs through time. Yeah. Right out of the grave, right back into the movies. No. Explain. I mean, Flash ran his way out into no. Marvel. No. You're that just was literally a thing that happened. You're trying really hard to have X Men Evolution <laughs> a live action. It would be dope, but that's the only reason for you to have Quicksilver. Because X Men Evolution did it right. They did it interesting. I don't know if they did it right. I mean, they they did it cool. Like it was cool. Well, in if you get out of the X Men Evolution um, kind of Brotherhood lineup, you start to get into like big threats. (laughs) Like, so that's why it kind of lines up with the X Men Evolution. Line up because he was saying not to be like not too uh, serious of a threat, but if I added like Sabretooth in there or Mystique, too serious. Yeah. Oh, another interesting dick moment though in uh, Dark Phoenix Saga for Xavier, giving uh, Nightcrawler shit for not using the Image Inducer anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, technically, he like... never gave him shit. Nightcrawler said he was going to give him shit. No, no, he said he gave him shit. He said he was mad that he didn't. Well, he said, he "I know he's he's uh, he's he'll be, or he'll be furious about me not using the image inducer." But yeah, well. Beast slapping those drinks out of Xavier's hand was the highlight. Oh yeah, uh, when he was in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I was all for it. Give me Spike. <laughs> I just want Spike. You want X Men Evolution? Nine right? albums. Not more. exactly, <laughs> but pretty damn close. I want Spike though. Because X-Men Evolution did a great job of uh, showing characters that nobody cares about and making them super badass. I think you either you either do the original five X-Men or you have them have been around for a while and Xavier's taking in a new class but the, like the original X-Men are just like older and he's, he has been shielding everyone like mentally from knowing who they are. So that they've been like popping up and doing things from time to time. Maybe you even have them in New York, like during the first uh, uh, Avengers movie. The Chitauri yeah. invasion. Like maybe they are. Like they did with. Um, they could do something kind of like they did with uh, the ancient one, where they're just kind of defending their area. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If you have them then. It depends on how old you want to make the original X-Men. Because if they're around Well, you can just have them be adults instead of children. Yeah. I want them as children. But not like children. I want want them as Fucking teenagers. I don't want Kid Storm. I'm tired of Kid Storm. I mean, I like her, but her character is like old and mature and wise. And we can't get that yet. Well, that's part of the problem with the Fox movies that I... Like, they took so many great actors that now... You can't use. Like that's kind of like sucks. Yeah. So now you got to find new people for 
some roles that were like perfect. So, like, who do you pick outside of Patrick Stewart to be Xavier? Yeah, but he's too. He was old. A, he's too old now, anyway. But yeah, yeah, he was, but he was a perfect Xavier, and then McAvoy turned out to be a perfect Xavier at the end. A pretty good Xavier. No, I think he was perfect. At, at, I think he was actually perfect in the role in Dark Phoenix. Part of what I hate about it's that just because he was creepy. <laughs> yeah, sure, but I mean, even his mannerisms of talking and his ability. Yeah, to I mean, he does a good right job. As a, the, I don't know if I'd use perfect to describe him, but he does a good job of being Xavier. Um, Fastbender, I don't know if he's the perfect Magneto. He's such he's, an amazing one. He's just dope as Magneto, but I don't know if it's because he's the perfect Magneto. It's just awesome to see him as Magneto. But I don't look at him and be like, that's Magneto. I, I look at him and I'm like, that's fucking badass. Well, because Magneto's an old dude in the comics, like, forever. Yes and no. He's constant, like, he several times now he's, like, rejuvenated his body to, like, a younger version. With the gray hair still? Yeah. Yeah, because aesthetics. Man. Have you seen his son? Yeah, true. That's, <laughs> silver, that's some silver hair. <laughs> I thought they retconned that to be that they're not his kids now. He's like yeah, Steve Martin. Not. Just Lorna. <laughs> the ultimate. Do you know their, their story in the Ultimate Comics? Don't they bang each other? It's creepier than that. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Um, they're like uh, aggressively banging each other, and then it's revealed that um, like Magneto's not their dad, and that it's most likely Wolverine, and Wolverine watches them fuck each other. Oh. And like, it's not a thing that like. It's misunderstood a little bit. Like, Cap knows about it and is creeped out by it. Okay. Well. Wait, because it is creepy. Yeah. But it's not like a misunderstanding of any type where, like, I'm not taking that out of context. That is just, like, Cap is creeped out by that shit in the comic. Yeah. Good to know. We should end on that note. (laughs) Should we end on that note? Oh, man. Uh, anything else you want to add into what you want to see for the X-Men? I don't know. Like, just something good. Just, I, I got... Something good. New villains, <laughs> not the same old fucking villains. You have the mind of an artist. <laughs> want Mr. Sinister? Yeah, dude, they cock-teased us so long with Mr. Sinister. Especially in uh, you, Deadpool. What I want, give me a Cyclops Chronicle. Give me a whole series about just Scott Summers and... Space Adventures with... No. What's his name? No. Corsair? Corsair. No. Yeah. I don't want that. But uh, they do... They, like, give you the tip on uh, fucking uh, Mr. Sinister constantly. With uh, the and the, the post credit scene to one of the X-Men movies Essex was... Essex Corp. Yeah, they had Essex Corp on the briefcase. And then in Deadpool 2, they had the Essex uh, School for... Uh, uh, school for Orphans or whatever. Yeah. Just, Maybe Deadpool saying, They never really go beyond cameo, though, or, like, little Easter eggs with some of the coolest shit. Yeah. It, I don't know. Maybe they realize that they need to build up Cyclops more, but that doesn't sound like Fox. I'm just saying, you could do it. Like, his dad being a pilot, them, like, immediately being attacked by... Yeah, we would. We're sold. Aliens. We're and, sold. And then <laughs> yeah, having to go through an, being in an orphanage by a guy who's like trying to manipulate them and stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with it. 
You said Cyclops, right? <laughs> He's barely listening. No. I'm <laughs> saying I was sold at that. As soon as you said Cyclops yeah. Chronicles, I was like, that's like, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm on. Just, like, you, can, you can do a series where Scott's the lead, but they've... It'd be dope. Like, because even in this we movie... We were writing that, that X-Men yeah. comic about how Cyclops would be, like, the, a huge lead in it. Um, yeah, because even it's in this movie... X-Men. It's it's no, the most he's ever done. You would actually find our story that we were writing dope, but we didn't, we didn't finish it because we're never getting paid off of it. Yeah, it's basically just fan fiction, and at yeah. some point we might as well do our own. But we had a dope ass story about it. Um, but yeah, just even in this movie, it's the most Cyclops has ever done. He's still a side character. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, so. But uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun here tonight. <laughs> but uh, you know what's not fun? Killing hookers. <laughs> hookers are people too. Naked people that'll dance for you for money. So. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs>